to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I listen because Rod and Karen are hot. Mmm. Like most former mistresses, Jones never mastered the legalistic pose of a disinterested employer. Instead, she ridiculed the decision of black women to quit working for her. Cook Kate, she wrote, wants to be, re- I mean, Cook Kate, she wrote, wants to be relieved of her heavy burden of cooking for two and wait on her husband, Lucy's sighs and groans. She made light of Sue's pretensions and regarded with contempt the aspirations of other women she had once owned. To her daughter Mary, she wrote, I heard an amusing conversation between Cook Kate and Flora. They are looking forward to gold watches and chains, bracelets and blue veils and silk dresses. In fact, Jones was not amused. Neither were her contemporaries. From the perspective of white women, the idea of black women dressing up like white women could only seem ridiculous. Kate Stone probably did not think twice when she commented, I have never saw a woman before without a ribbon. Stone was referring to a particular in her revulsion at the physical appearance and living conditions of the poor white people she encountered as as a refugee in Texas. Still, the comment is revealing as much for its racism as for its class bias. In the end, the mocking words of white women were intended to help brace the crumbling ideology of white womanhood. But that laughter at black women's expense subsided, for in freedom, black women were determined to answer only to themselves and to celebrate the world of women turned upside down. The Reverend John Jones, trying to convince a former slave to remain, blamed the man's refusal on his stupid wife who would not listen to any counsel on the subject jones counseled his half-sister mary that any who left should not be allowed to return unless they gave unmistakable evidence of repentance repentance he said a word foreign to the vocabulary of a free labor economy hey welcome to the blackout Tips podcast i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we're live on a sunday ready to do some podcasting you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher because we like to read those on our feedback shows we did get four of them um on the itunes none on the stitcher this week but we appreciate y'all that took the time out to do that uh today's excerpt is from out of the house of bondage by thyvolia glimpse one of my favorite books i have ever read cannot recommend it enough to all y'all um it's great for just the southern white people's journals alone and just how flabbergasted they were that the black people would not want to be slaves or return back to slavery um but uh yeah that excerpt right there um it's there's so many layers in it because on the Mm -hmm. one women black women dressing uh in their fineries and the the way that white women are always expected to dress and black women were never allowed to um was such a it was such a crack in the veneer of one the genteel white southern belle but also just the imagery that they had of the black woman right like black women supposed to look a certain way you're not gonna allow your slaves to dress better than you and all this type of shit so that was a big part of it too like there was a big thing where black women were buying the dresses off of their former mistresses um because the mistresses had to sell them because they no longer had the economy of slavery to (laughs) boost their household income and so they were like i gotta sell some dresses just to make ends meet and black women was buying them up because black women had jobs because black women were always working and it's always interesting to think about that juxtaposition of white women who had not really truly been allowed to quote unquote work Mm -mm. 
and black women who had always been expected to work Mm -hmm. and then in the face of the abolition of slavery the loss of the civil war black women were more in a position to take things like hit the ground running like it was already prepared my labor will now be compensated i'm already um you know i'm already used to working i'm uh i can now uh do things like negotiate my fees uh tell people i'm not gonna what i'm not gonna do i can say no i can yeah exactly tell people what i'm not gonna do i can go and get um i can buy things now i you know so it was stuff like that and these white women were not prepared for a free black woman and then you have the social implications of just jealousy just pure unadulterated i was white supremacy is a lie white womanhood uh is a lie the Mm -hmm. superiority is a lie because these black women can put on the same fucking dresses i can i have uh literally sometimes the same dresses uh (laughs) these black women do not care what i think Mm -mm. your opinion for your opinion now they don't give a fuck about it and it's like oh my gosh you don't care about what no bitch i don't care about what you got to say it's like i they only had to care because they had to care right you know they were in bondage like they didn't have a choice to be like well if your opinion on what the fuck i have to wear is literally the difference between me being mistreated or not then obviously i'm gonna do whatever i need to to survive um and then also to think about the audacity of white people to go well they can come back and be our slaves and come back and work but only if they promise they'll repent think about what that like i have enslaved you you are now free and i still feel like you owe me something that that's insanity it, it it doesn't make sense and it's 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 very irritating uh i can truly say this when you see people online and they don't know shit like this and they say the most ignorant and outlandish shit online and you like none of that is true the reason why uh even niggas bought into white supremacy well, i'm gonna tell you how i know y'all talk about niggas buying jordans y'all talk about niggas and passports y'all talk about niggas doing nice things y'all talk about niggas and traveling well if i'm black and i do these things i should be able to do these things and i shouldn't be shunned or frowned upon because i'm choosing to do these things if you opt not to do these things you have that and and that's the part of the freedom is to have the right and the choice not to and a lot of times you frown upon it because in a lot of people's mind they think poor people just like these white people poor people are gonna spend their last dime and dollar on these things but i'm gonna tell you right now a lot of poor people they're not doing that these are people with jobs these are like your average people that are standing in these lines these are white people these are people that are buying this shit and reselling them for double or triple the value on the average Mm -hmm. those are the most people that are buying this and so what if i'm fucking poor and on welfare and have assistance so the fuck what if i want to buy a gold chain god damn it let me buy it yeah i think that also comes from the that's one of the reasons that it's it's such a catch-22 one of the reasons that we do that is because we specifically were not allowed that so you know i think that still holds over to this day that we are like well we can look nice because we weren't even allowed to look nice that was revolutionary that's why what people call respectability is so weird because that was revolutionary not to like not that long ago like a nigga in a suit that was like it was like who the fuck you think you are like that was that was the revolution that was the thing that could get you killed was being that person that stood out in that way and now we've completely gone the other way to be like you want somebody to pull their pants up you're the coon you know like it's just 
life changes so fast but yeah it's always just that underlying sentiment of having when white people don't i still think a huge part of the um backlash against these black athletes who speak out about race and stuff is directly about the fact that they were allowed the fineries mm-hmm. you were allowed to sleep with our women you were allowed to drive the nice car you were allowed to live in our neighborhoods you were allowed to be at our bank to, to eat at our restaurants to do all this stuff and now you have the fucking goddamn unmitigated gall to remind us that you're still a black person and you care about the injustice that happens to other black people well fuck you i gave you this now i didn't really give it to you mm-hmm. i you know i only want to watch people that are as fast as you and jump as high as you but the truth is white people still feel like they're giving you something much like these masters felt like they were giving slaves something mm-hmm. to the point where they were so delusional they was like well when the slaves come back they come crawling back begging i might not even let them be my slaves they no more really thought people that you set free was gonna turn around and say yes take me back and buy bondage and beat and whoop and mm-hmm. rape you date and, and and that show you the the, the delusion of the white select, supreme, yeah. of supremacy mm-hmm. and also that shows you this is the foundation of what a lot of that shit was rooted in yeah. and a lot of a lot of that same mentality still runs to today mm-hmm. and uh sometimes it's it's funny though when you talk to people i guess particularly being down south you know when you be like hey the whole goal of white supremacy is to take us back to slavery Mm -hmm. and other people in other parts of the country they just just think you inflating shit they think you no i am not making this shit up the foundation of it is this we want you back in bondage we want you back in chains we want you to have no rights this is why they're trying every goddamn tool in the book to take your fucking right to vote away because if they take your right to vote away they take your voice they take your power that the little bit of power that that you got they'll the whole purpose is to strip that away from you so guess what i don't give a fuck about what you say and i don't have to hear about what you say because i have stripped the tool that you had to force and make me hear about what you have to say yeah in order to make to in order to be morally righteous white people you can read this literature uh i really do suggest y'all read these books don't just listen to me talk about them go read them because i think a lot of us don't have the um we don't have the arrow in our quiver we just rely on our lived black experience which is enough but i just find it to be affirming to read about these things uh because then you go oh and then for me specifically something that focused on black women versus white women in that era was really eye-opening because we really didn't we don't have black race women that we teach in schools and stuff not very much you learn about factoids but you don't learn about their work you know you learn about ida b wells existing you learn about rosa parks existing you you don't most people think rosa parks an old lady that was on a bus they, they don't know any of her work so anyway you should read these books um but in this case like it gives me the ammunition to be like oh white people really did write in their journals that their slavery was charity yes putting black people in bondage was a favor to us and that's why they morally can still feel like we're not the monsters but when you read it now in 2020 it sounds so ridiculous it sounded ridiculous i'm sure to black people at the time but to white people like to think of them going but i always treated roberta was such good times other than when i beat her with a hot comb but she was late coming in the house that day you know like 
they would literally and you would see the slave person the enslaved person's take mm-hmm. in their opinion and uh my favorite parts of the book is actually when um when the north starts freeing the slaves in the south yeah and and and, and the, the slaves can actually see the people coming mm-hmm. and because I, I remember you telling me about this and how the white people would expect the black people to protect them yeah like not just well my thing is that the white people would expect black people to stay mm-hmm. mostly they just thought they would be loyal quote yes. unquote. they thought loyalty was like the north was gonna get there they were so delusional they thought this that people who were for, who were enslaved having a chance to be free would say well i'm just gonna stay here and what happened was when everyone would leave as soon as they heard like the oh the plantation up the street they gone all right well all right y'all um but also these journals white people that claimed they were so good to their slaves and mm-hmm. oh we loved them and they love us and they would never harm us as soon as freedom was out there they were their journals turned into motherfucking horror fan fiction yeah it was like, it did. they gonna come up here and cut my throat in my sleep i sleep with a bat and a gun and i lock everything in the door and i told them to get out my house don't you sleep in this house no more you go sleep on your quarters like it like the truth came out the truth jumped the fuck out when freedom was in reach because they were scared as shit because they knew they hadn't been treating them people right right and they knew nobody wants to be a fucking slave there's no such thing as a happy slave there's no such like it's like it is literally just people being like wait till i can get fucking free and everything between that is either a coping mechanism or their way of rebelling and and staying alive you know what i mean yeah and to kind of piggyback on what you what you're talking about that's why white people love their guns to today like like a lot a lot of that foundation is why because they don't know when the black revolution is gonna happen they've been delusional ever since slavery left and so and not only down south across the country when slavery left white people have been scared ever since this is why they're like i got to buy all the guns and all the ammunition and all the bullets because we've treated these people bad we've treated the native americans bad we've treated everybody bad their biggest fear is that their violence has turned us into them correct that is their biggest fear and and truthfully it hasn't like in in a mass it It hasn't. hasn't but that's their delusion because if it had it wouldn't be the peacefulness we have now would not exist and if, we're, we're not in a peaceful place if but, we had turned into them we'd be dead that's true cause like it's, it's not it's, it, yeah it's not about um because i don't know that i don't like to put black people on a moral pedestal like we're just such great better people we just mm-hmm. we would never but i do i do feel like if we had internalized the violence they did to us and said we will return it in kind they would have had no choice but to kill every last one of us. Yes. Because and- that's how violent they were towards us. There wouldn't be a middle ground because we don't have the meat, the the numbers. Literally, you can only do that to someone if you had the superior numbers. If we if we had, if, they, if, if black people were the majority and we treated white, they'd be the ones dead, you know? It's like what they did to Native Americans. It's, yes. There's no quarter. There's no counter. Uh, correct. And it's also uh, one of those things, too, where we were put in a place to where we had to be peaceful like like we almost didn't have an option but to just go away and live our lives and that's all we demanded was like cool 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 you freed us cool we really can't retaliate even though niggas some niggas was mad and some niggas was like oh oh i'm gonna get you and they are white people that died from their slaves they was like oh fuck fuck you 100 yeah, percent yeah but on the average most people like i just want to be free i just don't want to be yeah, beat i don't want to leave right i, I just i just want to live my life yeah and Every day, 
in America, when black people wake up, it's just a reminder that they didn't wipe us out doing, doing, doing slavery times. Like we're just a reminder. And so that's why they're so gun ho to do everything they can to eradicate us in several, several different versions, be it guns, be it the coronavirus, mm-hmm. be it whatever these things is, particularly if they think it's going to harm the black community. A lot of times, depending on the situation, they're not in a rush to clean it, be it the drug epidemic. They're not in a rush to get in here and fix it. Well, I think everything's just them trying to replace what started capitalism, slavery. They're just trying to, like, a lot of these big overarching things in America put black people in the jaws of uh, of, the, of the of capitalism, and that's really what it is. Uh, whether it's the drug economy, which is capitalism, it was money going back to America, the CIA and shit. Um, whether it's um, uh, health, whether it's um, uh, prison. Like, it's all just replacements for slavery. Like, we never got over slavery. There was never a uh, reparations for it. Um, and honestly, at this point, I don't even know what the fucking number will look like because that's how much damage has been done to our people. Um, and the same way, just like for Native Americans. They're like, right. here's a casino. Like, they, they're never going to make right on this shit. Uh-uh. And because they haven't balanced that karmic debt, they will always live in fear of us, that we will be them and, like, come steal what they did not give right and at the end of the day we just want to be left alone and that's because and, that, and i think that's what's so frustrating to most niggas they like look i just want to be left alone mm-hmm. like you could be so white supremacists all day and racist over there just don't come over here and fuck with me just don't call the police on me just don't but bother james, me as james baldwin said why do you need the nigger come on it's not, it's not black people that need a nigger it's, it's white people it's like they can't be superior unless they feel someone is inferior and that's why they won't leave us alone you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's why they gotta burn down rosewood that's why they gotta come to tulsa and blow some shit up because that's why you know they were bombing churches because those black communities were living fine by themselves not yes. bothering white people you know much of reconstruction is literally just black people undisturbed uninterrupted being excellent you know voting getting seats and they white people or at least a large enough group of white people would literally go and kill people destroy their homes destroy their businesses and stuff Mm -hmm. because they can't be whiteness they can't be that without the nigger and they need someone to feel like a nigger at all times so they don't have to agreed uh because even within whiteness itself is 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 they lay that they look down on on white people that's why you get rednecks and all that stuff too so even within their own community you still have uh, i'm looking down on you but even the people that's quote unquote rednecks be like well at least i'm not a nigger you know so it's just one of those things and that's how you can have people with all this money steal from the poor white people because as long as they can keep them under the illusion at least you're not a nigger they feel superior and that is a problem when a lot of times me and the average white person we are we're actually on the same boat but they just think because i'm you know on on the, the second level versus the first level it don't matter but nigga if the boat go down we all gonna drown but they don't care um that's one of the issues I always have with socialism is like I don't have a problem with socialism as a idea. I, a lot, a lot of good could come from it. I have a problem with socialism that doesn't directly start on okay, but what about this racism first? 
and because every socialist goes it's the it's the economy it's not race you're talking identity politics let's stop talking about that and talk about class what about white working class people because of that you'll never catch me advocating for the shit Mm-mm. not in the american version not the not what we have not what people think is gonna happen because i know that's a pipe dream because it's gonna be the same racist shit we have now but just call something different so until we can like truly see that equality doesn't mean saying me and you are the same equality means looking and going hey you have three hurdles in your lane and i only have one we should move those fucking hurdles so that we all run the same race until until we get to that the shit don't matter no it don't and also uh while you was talking it made me uh think about uh particularly people that uh black people that have older black people have you ever wondered uh why uh, a lot of times when you go like your great aunt, your big mama's house, they was always feeding you. A lot of times they always feed you because they didn't have, but what they did have was food and plenty of it. So to replace the lack of things, because a lot of times some, some people, some black people could purchase things, but for the black people that couldn't purchase things, they, the, the, the way that they showed, um, that they had was through food, through feeding you, through through these big quantities of food. Even to today, when people go to cookouts and stuff, they want you to take two and three plates and all that type of stuff. And a lot of this stems from this, you know, from the fact that, hey, I might not be able to go purchase things, but what I do have is a field and cows and goats and all this shit. So this is one way that I, another way that I can show my wealth, quote unquote, is to feed. Um, and also, and, and this is kind of off topic, kind of not, um, also, a lot of times, uh, for a lot of older black people, um, it make, make me think about my mama or my aunt. My mama, um, she dressed really clean. She's like old school, clean type of person. And I, and I think that this is why, because growing up, they didn't have a lot. So she was like, oh, when I get it, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to be the cleanest and I'm going to be the baddest bitch and I'm going to have the biggest hats and I'm going to have the finest of linens. Like, I'm going to have these nice things, you know? And so, and a lot of that goes, kind of stems back down to this um and i know i had yeah it's not off topic that's, okay that's that's pretty much that's what we started on okay yeah and, and it and it stems back down to people not having and so uh even to even today i had uh bought her some uggs for her birthday because she had wanted some and um when I talked to her, she was like, uh, you didn't have to get these for me. I, and, and it's just one of those things where to her, it was, I gotta say to her, it was like, I didn't have to do it, but it's something that she wanted and something I desired to give to her because I feel like she, because I know her taste, she deserves nice things. If that's what she wants, because I know my mama, she wouldn't have purchased those shoes on her own. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know, cause one of my other aunts had it and she said something and I made a middle note, and so I bought them for her. And I could tell that she was happy, but you know, you can also, I could also tell that she she felt like it was quote unquote a waste of money. But she gonna be stunting on it. She gonna wear them, right? You know, so it's just one of those things where you know, go stunt on them. I don't know if it's one of those things where. Because- I mean, we've been doing that traditionally. That's what like parents getting their kids Jordans and shit because. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't have the option to hand down a house. We don't have the option to hand down Correct. generational wealth, but we can make sure our kids look like something. You know what I mean? And make yeah. them happy and shit like that. Yeah, and uh, not and one more thing. And also, mm-hmm. this has a lot to do with why uh, there's a lot of judgment on particularly black parents, particularly black women, mm-hmm. when uh, 
you know, it's one of those things where no matter what you look like, your kids better be clean. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people, they still have that mentality. Like, of course, you can look all types of ways. That's the quote unquote adult, but your kids better be clean and they better look like somebody. Mm-hmm. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow, a reading rainbow. I can be anything. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. All right. I'm sorry. This made me think about this before we go on. Uh, it also makes me think about this. It's amazing how when black women, black women are astounding. And the reason why I said this is because we will take the scraps of white people and do excellent things. Uh, because it's one of those things to where, you know, when you talk about the white women have to sell their dresses, we took their dresses and we did it better than them. And a lot of times that bothers people. And it's amazing, even with the right to vote, black women was the last group for the right to vote. We were, we, we was the fucking dead last. We were dead last for the right to vote, but we're the largest percentage block across the country. Yeah. Well, y'all vote in the highest percentage as far as using your right to vote. Correct. And then you also vote Democrat in the highest percentage which i think is telling because black women being the last one through the door know that they're the first ones to go back in and that's why i find it to be so insulting when people downplay voting when people downplay like i don't believe anybody that says that they listen to love all this shit black women and then downplay voting right like you full of shit right like like you can't have it both ways Or, or act like well what did you get bitch i got freedom that's what right. i got I, I i can walk out my dough because because when you say stuff like voting doesn't matter and then you're saying black women's work doesn't matter because that's where a lot of black women's work is you're saying stacy abrams work doesn't matter stop stop putting her in the flyers stop calling her brilliant and shit mm-hmm. but people like to cherry pick out of that they you know they they like it when it when they want it and then when other times it's fucking stupid but they never want to associate it with listen black women are the backbone of this back black women are the heart yes. of this they like there would not be democracy if there was not black women like people say there wouldn't be democracy without black people there wouldn't be democracy without black women because black women kept pushing even after black men got the right to vote correct they still kept pushing like that like they didn't just stop there and go well our men have the right to vote just like white women's men have the right to vote the end they're like no nah, let's go we need we need it you know right right and 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 not only that is you know a lot of times uh like you say for black women they make the biggest demands because for us we it's literally life and death for us other people is theories other people you know particularly for some black men is is the sexism and all that shit but for black women we go no 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 we are dying like collectively we are dying and so it's one of those things where we are like no we won't go back and a lot of not trying to be funny a lot of the reason why slavery has not came back because black women are like fuck no because it's one of those things where i don't know if you could depend on black men by themselves to, to actually fight this fight and continue to push forward someone but not enough 
yeah and i mean the thing is you know i never wanted to be lost because i think it happens in discussion a lot um black men are still like a voting block that the democrats depend on yes um and that mostly vote democrat Mm -hmm. um would be even better if there was a lack of voter suppression uh and if people didn't lose their rights after being targeted by the criminal justice system yes to vote so so there is like i because i don't want the show to turn into you know i just want to be careful because i i know i see the line get crossed on social media right basically black men ain't shit and they would (laughs) but i like we do like of all the men black men are the most progressive voting block of men in america you know what i'm saying so we're like patriarchy then you know saps a lot of that shit out we're not gonna match the women Mm -mm. because some niggas uh can can opt out of being you know they're like i don't want to be attached to this blackness Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna go do like the fucking da of uh i mean the um dude dude and i'm gonna go do like dude in um in the brianna taylor case i'm gonna just be like got me a white woman i'm going with these republicans i'm attached to whiteness living in a white neighborhood fuck black people there are like 14 percent of black men who are like that mm-hmm. that we know from their votes um there's a lot of disengaged black men who feel like unless the black uh community starts and ends with what straight black men want they they will opt out of the voting process yes but like i said they're not it's not enough of them to completely disvalue what black men uh do uh, as far as the voting block but yeah black women are the leaders of this period and there's no other way to look at those numbers and 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 take it oh oh yes 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 correct and and and, and it's one of those things where i you know i how can i say this People that have listened long enough knows, but yeah, for you, write your think pieces and, and tap up here. I'm not the nigga you've been arguing with online all day. I want you to know that right now. Put your pens down and all that shit. I'm not the niggas y'all been fussing and arguing with on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm not them. I'm making the statement, you know, mm-hmm. just talking in general. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I just, like I said, I like to clarify just because I don't want, I don't be wanting the emails either, Karen. Uh, all right, let's get to, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just making that crystal clear. Don't, don't. Don't don't bring it to me because I'm not. I didn't do it to you, girl. Well, let's get into the feedback. We have people who uh, left comments on our website. We're going to get to that. You can go leave comments by going to theblackguywhotips.com. We got a shit ton of fucking emails. I don't know what happened this week. Uh-oh. tips at gmail.com. I haven't read them all. There's just so many. Okay. Um, We got the voicemail line, 704-557-0186. We got two voicemails. We got, uh, obviously, five-star reviews we'll be reading, the polls you can vote in, just everything. We're going to get into that. But first, we got to give a shout-out to the people who gave us money. I dedicate this song to recession, depression, and unemployment. This song's for you. Today's a new day. That's right. New day new money uh asia d thank you very much nerds and luxury solana s crochelle m we got a one-time donation from russell e thank you russell uh adam s yvonne m michael s tom w jr dana r uh oh sting and sky gave me a donation now we never really say the the number of the donations because of uh the amount like we don't want anyone to feel like they're giving too little too much 
but i just want to say he gave the amount of my birthday which Aww. i turned 42 this year and he just put a note rod's birthday thank you Steve. Steve. thank you baby laura e uh miss hathaway nicholas z bomani jones rita macy uh we got noel w our girl olivia from chicago renate m song miss barnes okay uh pete b uh got a one-time donation from early d thank you earl or is it earl uh david from brooklyn johanna johanna m ricky a pretty rick what to call him joanna m and black film press comics thank you everybody for giving us this money okay we appreciate you where is that love y'all where is the love and the joy that you promised me tell me it's all right all right let's get to these five star reviews yeah because because the thing about us we we take the money that folds the money that jingles we we take the the the, the cards like like we we take the money so mm-hmm. just uh get get the money okay mm-hmm. as i uh, said and don't be a menace to society uh don't quite don't ask no questions yes. don't ask <laughs> no questions <laughs> uh pass plate over there nigga uh all right we got five star reviews witty this is this is uh from mate zen i think or matt zen says the lovecraft country recaps are everything i usually listen to podcasts as i fall asleep but i can't do it with this one because it completely wakes me up with clever and hilarious commentary also karen's laugh brings joy to my heart oh thank you funny and informative this is from carlucci 44 uh i love this pod very glad my friend put me on to it back in 2016 i love how rod and karen are so consistent putting out tons of content that's both funny and deep dying laughing at today's episode with kasim he brings out the funniest in them as a 36 year old i love how they are an age i relate to but just enough older to make me wiser the versus topic has me feeling so old right now uh thank you okay we appreciate it we do uh and uh yeah kasim uh i thought was a great guest mm-hmm. uh, that was fun I, I thought we had a funny wacky episode now not everyone agrees okay this is a warning five stars for the patience y'all had on episode 2183 now this is from canada from d feds so the feds wrote this well no wonder no well no goddamn you spying on us the feds the hell did sean king sing it uh just kidding i hope not no uh child episode 2183 i know rod was holding his tongue with this guest because this man was not shutting up always cutting rod or karen off i tip my hat to both karen and rod because i don't know how i would have done it keep up the great work y'all always make me laugh out loud much love i i can't lie uh she's uh they're talking about kasim bentley i I did not feel that way at all Mm -mm i mean i wanted to contribute and he talks a lot and he's kind of like random and goes off on tangents but that's what i love about him yes so i, I actually know. like a guest that actually talks and engages yeah i wasn't frustrated at all if anything mm-hmm. i get worried about karen because karen likes to wait for like the, complete silence to talk yes. and, that, and, and that's, i keep, yeah, try, I I keep trying to talk i'm trying to get better with about that y'all because i was like i don't want this high level folks we have talked off the mic a million times i'm like karen just jump in it's like double dutch <laughs> you can't wait for the perfect moment i don't like hey nigga shut up like it's okay no one's gonna be mad at you you're not in trouble 
cut cut a nigga off if they like you got points to make people came to hear you but so sometimes we have a very talkative guest that's what i worry about it's like oh my god someone like they're they're gonna be talking and then karen's not gonna talk and it's gonna sound like it's just me and the guest talking the whole show because yeah. karen will really really like wait and these and not everybody waits that's true and with someone like Cassine that goes off on tangents you can't always come back Mm-mm. to the perfect moment to get your little barbie you no, got to do it that do it right did yeah and so some after i see that it's gonna be like that sometimes i will cut that kind of guest off i'm like no 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 hold up i got something to say you know and, and uh, it was funny because i thought when i was reading it before knowing who they i was like who the fuck are they talking about at first i thought it was gonna be about mike kaplan because people do that with mike too because mike can talk for a long time yes he doesn't really cut you off but Mm-mm. but mike you know he, he's so thoughtful yes and i love to hear his thought process yeah he's so smart his brain is fucking organized like oh, a like a computer it's like a filing cabinet and he can be like a b c d and it took me a while to understand like oh we're just gonna have to have times where it's like we're not gonna get to everything mike thinks yes because i'm sure he had notes from that episode where he didn't get to say everything and it's just like the moment passed and then also mike is super polite when it's other people's time to talk and if they want to talk longer he just lets it go yeah because there's also segments in that episode where me and karen talking like no one else is in the room for five minutes and then we come back to mike so mm. uh but yeah it's just having a guest and it's always funny to hear people what they think we were thinking yes because i'm honest to god i thought the episode with Cassine bentley was fucking hilarious me too like i honestly got off the like i remember ending that episode and being like fuck they're gonna love that i had a ball yeah like we got to be silly and talk you know talking about crazy shit and you know and and he didn't seem to mind when i cut him off either Mm -mm. so anyway uh tbg like tbg wmft so the black guy who motherfucking tips uh three exclamation points hey three (laughs) and it says these two bamas are like that thank you okay we are some bamas all right i'm not gonna lie Mm -mm. dc is the only slang that i envy okay <laughs> for real dc slang that's the best i wish you know i wish i could do it without appropriating okay i, I i'm also i'd be I, i'm not good at it okay mm-mm, mm-mm. these two bamas are like that on mother's mo no cap l l s i guess laughing out loud uh one of the absolute best podcasts on this here planet and that's from big willis style 202 thank you big willis style okay baby we appreciate you young we Uh, do thank you sweetie (laughs) these two bamas yeah i probably use that in context you don't want me using it i am a bama though i'm Mm -hmm. not i'm not gonna run away from that Mm -mm. uh we had some comments episode 2182 america's dick 704 says hey rod and karen fellow charlatan here oh 704 okay you in the house in the house uh i along- i know it's other i know it's other ones but shit it's 704 oh uh, yeah we old okay yeah we we don't acknowledge the other area codes i'd be like is this raleigh I'd be like, oh oh that's up the street the fuck that 704 yeah uh and it's for me it's not even acknowledged i don't know them Mm-mm, i i don't know you who yeah. are you yeah i don't know her I, along with my mom and two of my four children, sent our request in for our mail-in ballots last Sunday. One kid lives in South Carolina, other in Arizona. I'm on them, too. 
that chef kiss you gave to people who don't fuck with uh i guess fuck, who don't fuck with voting was every goddamn things love y'all thank you thank you yeah it was just rbg dying just uh it just made me so mad mm-hmm. and i you know i try to keep i try not to ever be on here too mad but i don't know that was yeah, a that lot was, yeah that was it was just a lot happening and it was like on a friday night the weekend like it was just a lot happening during that period of time yeah like it's just this is one of those things where this will be his third supreme court justice that donald trump has chosen and this was something that we brought up in 2016 it was something that we were told just essentially did not matter to people like they absolutely knew that not voting for hillary clinton or voting for donald trump was directly about um the supreme court justice because merrick garland was the one at the time that didn't get uh confirmed so that means you knew for a fact coming in the door the next president was going to be in the middle of picking a supreme court justice yes and with the way our side works um they're so short-sighted and so it was going to be like um even if hillary would have won the republicans would have had to senate they would have been the ones vetting the next supreme court justice so whoever hillary would have nominated wouldn't even have got to be like some progressive stalwart because we as voters did not put her in a position where even if she would have won she would have had to send it and she would have been able to be like okay cool um this is a referendum from the people we want progressive values in our judges it was gonna be some moderate type judge so (laughs) like one way or another we was getting fucked but this is the most fucked because three judges I, like I, i'm legit roe v wade you know that's the goal like that's been the goal the whole time like i i don't know how far they're gonna take this shit but they're gonna start challenging shit i guarantee you stuff that you Left think right stuff that you think is settled science racially is coming back up of course you know like segregated school districts yes um that type of shit i think is coming back uh not saying it's coming back like they will rule on it and agree with the you know that is not but just that there will be people who will put themselves in positions to challenge those rulings Mm -hmm. so there will be someone who who they will they already challenged affirmative action they've already Mm -hmm. challenged the voting rights act yeah it's gonna be separate but equal yeah all that shit getting somebody gonna do something this movie theater in georgia has a separate but equal thing is that legal well now it's going to the supreme court you know that type of shit y'all gonna be looking up y'all 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 talking about lovecraft country they're gonna be like blacks only is this legal let's push it up to the supreme court right uh Brooklyn Shubay says I'm voting I applied for an absentee ballot but it hasn't arrived yet if it don't come soon I will wait in line at the polling place with a fold up chair hazmat suit a water bottle and a bucket of fried chicken I'm worried about my polling location because it's never crowded when I've gone there in the past but all the poll workers and voters were very old mm-hmm. it may not be open because of the shortage of the poll workers due to COVID there's a movement to get younger healthier people to apply to be poll workers this year yeah I've seen that and I hope it happens because one thing people haven't been saying we need younger poll workers also just because they know how the shit works the technology and stuff yes they'll I, get it easier yes uh and a lot of times when you go in there some of them have been doing it for years they smooth but the ones that, that has it it's a process working with them sometimes and, and it's not ageism i'm trying to say i'm oh, no, saying no, no. there should be a cycle someone should be ready to move up 
the ladder yes as people get older, older and they either uh want to stop doing it or people pass or whatever that's true or in years like this where literally i don't want to die because i work the pole so i think i'm to stay home for my own safety there should be younger people coming up the pipeline and maybe now that we don't have high employment there will be more people incentivized to go do it because it's a paying job by the way yeah and they also said uh you know certain parts of the country they actually have more than enough like people are actually like look i'm i'm gonna take the day off or whatever i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna work these poles yeah um so yeah um uh, the, uh, i voted in every election since 1991 except for when i was on bed rest and pregnant with my youngest daughter i've taken i take voting very seriously i've had a most mostly pleasant memories of voting because it was like going to a church picnic all the church moms and grandmas and their comfort shoes making sure that making sure that you know how to cast your vote them heaping praise on you because you brought your babies with you to vote needless to say these poll workers were black i still get choked up when i place my vote for barack obama in 2008 mm-hmm. my daughters were about 18 months and three years old i put their tiny hands on the lever and you undermine and i said let's make history my parents just turned 70 so it's not like there isn't a whole generation of black people alive and well letting younger folks know the struggle and cost that we paid in order to vote that's that is true because people always say why we got to bring up ancestors into this i'm like because they still alive we're not talking about some ancient forgotten time where black people like is they were fucking killing black people uh over votes in the 50s and 60s yes they were yes they were people talk like this shit was like 300 years ago or some shit this black people have not been able to vote that long i don't know why you think they can't take it back (laughs) i don't know why you think they aren't still fucking with us and i don't know why you think they're not afraid of us voting all right the poll are you going to early vote yes in person yes by mail uh i'll wait until the day of or i'm an idiot okay uh karen i don't know yet uh okay so i don't that's a i'm an idiot that's the only uh, uh, uh other option we have i'm not an idiot so I, you're in the five percent of idiots no i am not an idiot i will i am going to vote but i looked at that battle i'm like oh too many lines i will take my ass up there and vote in person Fuck so that. yes in person that would be the correct answer yes i, I don't know because so cause, yes in person is 46 percent. i'm trying to save you okay just uh, let me save you okay i don't know why you're trying to talk yourself stop drowning why are you trying to talk yourself into being in the I'm an idiot section? I don't know, but I'm also planning to vote in person. I got my mail-in ballot and that's my backup plan. If I go, if something's up at the polls, if, you know, that's, that's my last resort is mailing it in. But I think early voting in Charlotte is like October 15th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just planning to go early, vote early and just fucking, uh, get it over with in person wear my mask stay away from other people and uh just call it that and i think most of the time early voting is normally empty mm-hmm. so maybe i'll go to 16th or whatever but but you know what i mean i go early uh it's normally empty you normally can do social distancing anyway so anyway that's uh 46 percent of people that are in that group with me and karen some are going to do it by mail that's 43 percent, which has to be a much higher percentage than normal yes uh because people taking this pandemic seriously i love to know that our listeners are taking it seriously some people are going to wait to the day of that's only six percent and of course uh five percent are idiots so they just are oh, gonna i guess not idiot, vote baby. uh well you know we're not a monolith Karen. okay everyone has their own thing 
uh all right let's get to the comments sorry my eyes are irritating me no problem yeah actually all right the comments on the poll shady dane two chimes in we appreciate you shady dane uh yep not only am i voting i'm working the polls i was giving it thought when i heard a lot a lot of elderly people were used that usually work the polls are too afraid to do so this year because of that whole rona mm-hmm. when rbg passed away a few days ago a bloop i signed up even though i know how firsthand how dangerous covid can be i also know how dangerous it can be to have a you know who running things for another four years come on i'm thinking about having it a, an available polling place at our home but i'm still mulling over that part the only reason i haven't yet is because i don't want to have any republicans coming onto my property and leaving their bad vibes yeah that's true there's not enough smudging to get rid of republican ill intentions that are left in your home now more than ever we have to now more than ever we have to do everything that we can i live in nevada and we're currently um a purple state but a way that i keep up with the political temperature is by reading the comments and our local news posts on facebook there are a lot of people being pissy about our governor putting in a mask mandate they're also angry because he was critical of the orange gummy bear built bitch in chief come on having a indoor rally last week so i say all of that to say vote like your life depends on it because it does yes it does Amaya says i was going to wait until the day of but a friend of mine shared a picture of her early voting sticker and said they give you two stickers one for now and another to say for actual voting day and that's why i vote for the stickers if oppression isn't a big enough reason do it for the stickers y'all i like the stickers Liddy says here i go messing up the poll again i chose vote by mail because my board of elections is mailing everyone a ballot however i may go to our early voting place if the ballot drops boxes drop boxes aren't convenient for me i trust the usps with many things but not this time my polling place has always had social distancing and hand sanitizer so that's not a concern i'm concerned they haven't recruited enough younger healthy poll workers to replace the crew usual crew so we'll see in october i'm very lucky that i have so many options while our presidential choice is a foregone conclusion thank goodness the council races are going to be very tight please vote everyone thank you everyone for uh your comments uh let's get to the next episode big luther versus little luther this is when we had kasim bentley yes uh who people love and apparently hate yes. okay we didn't know think that would happen mm-hmm. but mill 73 says this was such a funny episode on the adele weight loss stuff though there's something i should mention on behalf of my fellow jamaicans when she lost the weight she ran the risk of losing something else the interest of jamaican negroes my countrymen aren't necessarily strictly thin- <laughs> thickly but there's a strong preference Mm, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, she might have been popular with the Jamaican men, and then she lost some of that body, and then it was like, oh man, I, are I, you still I like popular? Kind of thick. Well, I don't know. I feel like you know, you love who you want to love, mm-hmm. live how you want to live. Yes. Nappy Chulo says, I think I answered the poll wrong. I read it as older people being niggas older than me. And then I had to realize <laughs> I'm 30. I'm is older people. Uh, Monty. <laughs> Malty says this episode was so funny i enjoyed the back and forth a lot and i liked how Cassine seemed to be enjoying himself too as a fan one thing i really appreciated also was hearing about covid conditions and more because 2020 is greedy 
in other cities across the u.s like san francisco i enjoyed cassine's dispatches from the front as much as i enjoyed sharon's paul's account from nyc a couple weeks ago and i live in nyc i just haven't really gone anywhere that's not within walking distance since march with a few car ride exceptions cassine really painted a picture especially from a non-white perspective which let's face it is the one i want to hear about <laughs> thanks for the fun laugh feel episode two thumbs up thanks monty thank you we get both other thumbs thank you and the poll was is versus mostly for older people yes or no okay. yes i say yes as well so 73 percent of iron says yes 27 percent say no which uh i find interesting Ama says from this episode i take you mean older as in young boomers and generation xers if that's what you mean then that's why i voted no but if you mean anyone in their 20s and up then yeah i don't think teenagers are interested in verses it's definitely nostalgia based like you said i don't feel old i'm in my 30s maybe i'm just in my feelings about the questions lol yes yeah. yes that's you what are because I'm, I'm trying to tell you like uh if you're 30s teenagers think you're ancient so yeah come on and join the club you mm. are old as far as they're concerned yeah you know what i meant mine come on nice try uh brooklyn shoe says to admit that it is for old people is to admit that my, i myself am old fuck it i just turned 48 i'm coming up on 50 i'm claiming old laugh my ass off i enjoyed the patty and gladys verses the most because i grew up listening to it sometimes i forget how much my parents and grandparents music i absorbed growing up because they controlled the radio in the house I, it wasn't until i got my first walkman at 12 that i really explored different types of music to call my own yeah it's one of those things where when we go older y'all niggas if y'all memory banks can go back 15 20 years nigga you old yeah basically if these artists were popping during your prime right doing, you old doing your prime if you were talking about i remember junior high school or high school nigga you're old i'm sorry to hurt your polo feelings like i don't know why this is hard for people to grasp but it's like yeah you had walkmans and cd players nigga you old yeah i'm just meaning like uh i don't know why it's hard to grasp but you know if i don't know how you can look at juvenile versus ludicrous with excitement and think i'm this is what the kids are into Mm-mm. i just can't picture it you know yep. we kind of went down in the show where i was pointing out like how xxx temptation and juice world and some of these people so i know y'all know what i'm talking about but i didn't think about the idea that many of y'all would not be able to accept being old which Mm-mm. i was my miss i just i didn't know that y'all would i didn't know y'all y'all didn't want to embrace it yeah like who the fuck else y'all think listen to fabulous it's not the kids it's not the kids it's, it's us they listen to all the little babies that's who they listening to and y'all most of y'all don't know who they are and that and that's another thing they just haven't had a lot of verses with artists like the baby or somebody like that right even megan the stallion who older people like but they young haven't kids done like it with too. cardi b yeah so lenny says just turned 51 this month definitely generation x versus is nostalgia based for sure is it for older people i don't think that was the plan i'm sure it wasn't that what apple or instagram had in mind when they got involved i just don't think kids who were born digital would appreciate the format to change topics when Cassine was talking about unidentified packages as tenants get during covid did anyone else think adam and eve i don't remember if they sponsored the episode or the one after this but that immediately popped to my head lol yeah. and also it's one of the things to kind of i don't want to say push back but look at who they're selecting like who they're selecting matters because i guarantee you if they have the baby versus another one of these little people most of us would be like who the hell are they and the younger people, the numbers would go through the roof for that group. So, right. yes, yeah, so it matters. The The people that they're doing are, like, older. Some of these people literally haven't put out albums in decades, y'all. They, oh, it's, it's for older people. 
people in our age think of Tory Lanez as a dude that shot Megan Thee Stallion. That's all I know him from. I'll, I'm not trying to be funny, and yeah, I don't know nothing yeah, about his music. I know, I know that's your thing, Karen. You, you can't wait to tell everybody how much you don't know about him. I know. But I'm just saying, people that are our age, we don't know a lot of these. We get confused when it comes up to which baby is the, which one is the baby, mm-hmm. little baby, uh, you know, all that shit. That, like, we... I don't uh, maybe we're trying to hold on to being young. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, we are tech savvy if you're listening to a podcast. Yes, but, you're tech savvy. But yeah, we we but, don't know these people. Yeah, but being tech savvy in music cuz me and Roger talked about it. It's a lot of people they'll be the some and some of y'all, I don't listen to that new shit. Ain't nothing new come out. You old, you just tapped out of music. Uh so yeah, uh Monique cuz you know why? Cuz when you watch the MTV Awards or BET mm-hmm. Hip Hop Awards and y'all go, I tried to watch, I didn't know nobody that's what i mean yes and you see it every year then, then you old yeah <laughs> a lot of them who is this who you're at, yeah. you you asking the, the young people and they be telling you i don't know who that is then that's that's you being old mm-hmm. you, you tuning in and being like i've never heard of the blankety blank is you being old uh monique kim doc says swizz and timbo are old antiquated out of touch so i would say that's why it feels this way but even the matchups have been geared towards artists that with that these 18 year olds have never heard of there's this YouTube account of these twins listening to classic hip hop and R&B songs for the first time. At first, I was like, "Get that fuck, get the fuck out of here, yo! Who wasn't hurt? Who hasn't heard Killing Me Softly or X Factor?" But I believed them. They mm-hmm. probably hadn't heard seven percent of the songs Brandy and Monica played. Um, they don't know who Nelly is. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Ludacris. Maybe the young kids definitely don't know who Jada Kiss is. Really, yeah. To kids, like Ludacris is an uh, actor, probably. Come on. Snoop Dogg, Snoop, Snoop, Snoop Dogg is that old ass cool man that they mom and daddy talk about, like right. you know. And it's also, uh, we've had generational shifts, and a lot, uh, not how can I say this? A lot of the black bonding that kind of kept people in touch has died. A lot of the cookouts and and barbecues and fish fries that people had as older people die, people quit doing that. So a lot of that generation of music, like people talking about Luther and all that stuff, we listen to them at the fish at fish fry and cookouts and stuff. But once that stuff stops, you have a generational gap of, of people who go through these years where they don't listen to music. That's why you can have um, New Edition be come back and they're talking about they think the parents, but then they think this new generation of children that have never heard of them. And that shit is real because you got to think they're older than some, they've been making music longer than some of these children have been alive. So yes, when we were alive, when we heard Luther, Luther and them have been around for, for quote unquote forever. So you constantly going to go through that. We're of the generation where our shit is being listened to for the first time. I disagree. And here's why. Cause I think we're, you're speaking from me and your perspective. Mm-hmm most of the the young kids are somebody's kids true so they being exposed to the music that way the same way we were your mama was playing some shit around the house you don't get to control the radio or whatever the fuck you in the car your mama throwing on this shit you cleaning your mama doing this so i think generationally like they do hear they know they hear of the music uh they like but now think about what that music is is what i'm saying that's where it changes is for us it was luther and anita and uh you know all these other for them it's gonna be lauren hill it's gonna be snoop dogg it's gonna be you see what i'm saying because that's and, our shit and we're gonna play that because if you living in a black person house that's paying the rent 
you gonna hear what they play that that that's true you will hear it but a it don't mean you're gonna be paying attention to it and this generation now has access to spotify and all this shit where they can kind of make their own music up and be like them old people we had we had access to napster we had access to mixtapes i yeah for me i guess i wasn't computer savvy <laughs> enough to use napster you knew me and i did and we've been dating since we were 16 karen <laughs> don't try to make excuses okay i know i didn't do it uh, you had a cd you had a cd cases full of shit it's yes like but that didn't stop you from knowing temptation songs no and i think the kids the kids are gonna know some of this music i just don't know that they are i'm gonna take a sunday night and tune in to verses they're gonna be aware two old niggas go at it i just don't yeah. think that's what they're gonna do but no th- we're not gonna lose recipes or whatever like the kids the kids will if anything spotify and stuff has made it easier for the kids to know our music because true you don't need to go buy an album at the record store or go find mom's vinyl collection you can just be like i want to hear stevie wonder everybody always talk about stevie wonder i want to hear prince everyone's always talking about prince they even curate the shit for you i get introduced to artists that way uh when david bowie died and i realized like damn i don't, I don't really have a deep connection to david bowie i went and started playing some of his stuff and i realized oh i know a lot of his music I, yeah but i didn't it was just music that my dad had played the music i heard in movies and shit no fucking idea who made it but they were classic songs so i think kids is gonna be like that for them like you know and i don't i can't speak on the cookout shit we don't go to a lot of events but Mm -mm. i imagine black people still i mean i can't imagine black people ever not cooking out like i mean i mean that people still do it uh and they still have phantom unions and those yeah. functions and those connections and you know they're gonna but, be playing the old people shit at them events they not playing this young hippity hop they not about to do that no old they're not playing the young hippity no, hop no nigga running the grill is about to be like i'm not who the fuck is no no little nobody right what's gonna happen is you're gonna start like i said what's gonna be funny is listening to because we're getting older now so it's gonna be funny thinking of our generation as i'm on the grill and we not listen to nothing but jodeci as opposed to when yeah. we was coming up jodeci was the thing they didn't want to hear throw on that al green you see what i'm saying so yeah, that's how the kids like, get they'll I'm, get it that was like look i'm on the grill we ain't listening to number two chains i don't give a fuck what y'all doing yeah we gonna we gonna get it but it's just gonna be different and it's okay it's okay yeah. y'all it's, it's it is all right episode 2184 black cosplay uh was uh you know good episode we had some comments vc3 says when you brought up the election night 2016 episode of twib i just remembered that i listened to it while overseas and that last hour you could hear them slowly beginning to realize that the games were over i will contend until my dying day that folks myself included were extremely overconfident and arrogant that we believed that there was no way in hell that donald would be elected president i think that's the truth man mm-hmm. i appreciate you writing in to admit it because mm-hmm. so too many, many people, people would, would just never what, admit that and that says so much about what what today is and how we really don't have accountability Mm-mm. people that i saw totally gung-ho on like fuck this voting shit never had a moment of like you know what i did kind of use my platform irresponsibly i called it wrong i gotta admit y'all i did think she was gonna win without my vote and now in hindsight maybe i played that wrong the fact that they can't have that moment should say a lot because i did not vote i voted for hillary Mm -hmm. and even i'm like i kind of regret 2016 i could have went harder you know what i mean i let i let a lot of shit just kind of slide and a couple people even tried to tell me like hey you know you should like i remember somebody didn't like our mad the vote uh t-shirts 
and i was like but it, that's how people feel they don't feel like yeah they feel like eh, i guess i'll go ahead and vote for hillary clinton and you know the truth of the matter is i re- regret that now now i'm like nah fuck it let's let's go vote because what's on the line is stronger than that you know i was trying to encourage people that may have felt like on the fence Correct. to be like nah just go ahead and do it it's easier to do it than to not do it but the truth of the matter is i felt enthusiastic about voting i always have yeah yeah and it's also one of those things where a lot of that speaks a lot about your integrity for the fact that you can be like you know what yeah i fucked up and and it's okay we all fuck up like nobody is perfect but you have a lot of people that have too much pride and ego and shit like that and brands and shit like that and they will never actually come back and be like i fucked up right um and and you know and the thing is pessimistic people will use anything as evidence for why they shouldn't vote even when it's not true i i didn't i didn't say this on social media because i don't want to fight about it but Mm. this is something i've been kicking around and keep in mind i'm just kicking it around i don't have the fully fleshed out thought but it's like people may we know social media affects our brains we know it can be very demotivating we know russia paid for us to be apathetic republicans pay for us to be apathetic and not vote specifically targeting black people i think it one you'll never meet any black person to admit they got played period Mm-mm. right Mm-mm. so so already that's out the window that no, everyone thinks everyone's being manipulated except them um but then but then even when we find evidence this is exactly what the russians want you to think this is exactly what trump paid the bernie Sanders blacks for bernie to do is to make sure you didn't vote he even paid blacks for trump to do the same thing mm-hmm. so you know you're doing their bidding you know it but you think but the but the inception of it is that you think you're doing it on your own you think i'm i'm not like this this they ain't getting me the cdc i'm i'm the one smarter than them so the thing i kept thinking is people feel like a lot of people feel like adrian and rocky too or whatever where she's like you're gonna get killed rock you can't do it and you're just like the whole thing is you're gonna die you're terrible you can't win so just quit don't just give up and i started thinking we know that like one of the things with depression is like anger and all this stuff and rage and um just and why you know just cynicism why give up what if people are literally just they have these issues mentally and what they're doing is engaging people online to be like how can i discourage you because i feel discouraged correct so i notice you being excited to vote i notice you thinking these are good candidates i notice you going we need to put it all on the line right now and i want to demotivate you because i'm demotivated i would like to put that energy into you Mm -hmm. so that we can share this misery together Mm -hmm. because it really makes no sense Mm -hmm. to chastise somebody you see who's like yo i really want to vote and it doesn't make sense not to vote you should be able to pass that by if you're not gonna vote who gives a fuck yeah it's not like your you can it's not like your point is i'm not gonna vote and i'm gonna make sure you don't according to you but your actions are i'm not gonna vote and i want to make sure no one that hears the sound of my voice votes and that is something different yes it is you know what i mean so uh that's why i think a lot of discussion on twitter was about uh was about in that cycle people were setting themselves up as voices who would hold hillary accountable so everyone was preemptively posturing trying to outdo one another agreed Totally, totally agree they thought she would win and they would be able to say i didn't even vote for her you know that's what they thought they really did think they'll be she'll win 
but i can say i'm not like the rest of you negroes i didn't vote for her so i'm the only one who really can hold her accountable she never got my vote you know and because they thought she would win uh so when i see the ice cubes trying to swoop in trying to become last minute influencers or the michael harriet's cop and please i really don't have time for it i watched what happened in real time on twitter and got sucked in to some of the bullshit myself how these men straight up disappeared until damn near september of this year only right. to pop up and start trying to exact extract concessions from a candidate doesn't sit right with me it's hostage taken by idiots mere seconds before the bomb goes off yep and says satchel cole has a linkedin account and an account with zillow something smells not so fresh with this one what is zillow i have no idea oh, okay i thought zillow is just a funny word i have no idea what that is yeah i guess i'll try to google it it's a real estate thing oh all right uh bamil 73 says you asked the question if spiders were good why come all the movies use spider imagery as exposition to indicate the evilness of a place well my brother see 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 all the negative imagery is propaganda by the bug stray industry big repellent if you will to turn <laughs> us against spiders because the white man knows that spiders are the full manifestation of elohim come to devour yakub keep your third eye open <laughs> on a serious note i honestly empathize with your extreme annoyance with the woke talking heads of 2016 to this day i see them tweeting their outrage at mitt romney mitch mcconnell and wonder if they do not possess the self-awareness to recognize their own hypocrisy emil yeah I, and i see people i think elections cycles of four years always activate people mm-hmm. so what happens is these people only come around once every four years they're contrarians they make a big stink they love to get all the attention and then during the rest of the time they kind of just play low-key they go back to their fucking safe ass lives and one of the things i've seen now is that a lot of people can't ignore what trump is doing Mm -mm. so they are trying to find ways to talk about how terrible because trump is getting worse and worse and more blatant so now they're trying to find ways to talk about how terrible an existential threat trump is without admitting that one they should have voted in 2016 to not have to go through this and two that they need to vote now and i think as long as they keep skirting that it's it's a problem for me Mm -hmm. you know because i just need you to go ahead and be honest and be like yo i fucked up now i'm not saying that's gonna happen but for me to be like all right you cool which may not obviously doesn't matter these type of people but for me to be like all right you cool i just need a little bit of fucking accountability just a little bit i'm not even one of these people that's asking them to like you know no you got to fucking flog yourself in front of me mm-hmm. just yo i'm my bad didn't see this coming didn't see it i got fooled i got tricked yeah like you talk you talked over everyone you yelled you, you fucking shut people down you call you you know called them everything but fucking stupid in 2016 and then you were the one that turned out to be wrong and then you try to act like it wasn't a big deal and now i'll see you on twitter and facebook and shit talking about how much of this is an existential crisis and i, I uh, people aren't wearing masks I've seen and i went and did this and something racist happening if i have to see another video of a karen doing this and this is why our lives are in danger and these white activists they are out here shooting people at the rallies and i'm like but a lot of this is directly because of who's in charge of the country yes this country was always a place that had this underneath oh yeah but there are some people who bring it to the surface and those people should not be in charge and you get one chance to keep them out of being in charge and you blew it 
and now you can't admit you blew it so you try to skip that middle step where you were complicit in making sure this guy got the power i don't like that uh, let's see um rex Sol soleil i believe is how you say this this episode is a heavy dose of truth i need it right now rise take on the half apathetic white activist nonsense hit especially hard coming from california i grew up steeped in this white centric outright dismissal of the south and i wasn't immune to it myself we've ever we're ever learning ever growing not to mention how it made me feel to listen to the anger and honest to god grief and rise voice talking about the end of twib i listened to twib hard about 2014 until just before the election and to this day i feel a real loss when i think back on the win this damn vote or lose it is wild to sit here in 2020 and contemplate the arrogance of my folks myself included in 2015 and 2016 who truly believed trump would never win i voted for hillary but it put a bad taste in my mouth to think of the people on the left people i looked up to people i thought really had solid insight and perspective were willing to boycott the vote uh and yes to the endless bowl of ramen karen i miss going out to eat more than i can explain mm-hmm. out of everything that that in the movies are two of the things i miss the most yeah i still feel like twib would still be here if not for that last year and i think um you know i don't really talk to elon like that but i i I, you know and i don't i don't know what he would uh admit to or not but my personal belief is if hillary would have won twib would still be here you know what i mean i just think that shit was such a l it was it had to hurt the listening base i mean who wants to it's gonna be hard for people to listen to you just dismiss some black women for a year and then just come back after that l that was taken and be like but i'm gonna support the show like and then and then of course i'm sure it was hard for those women to even consider coming back to work after all that shit you know what i'm saying and then to have to talk about this thing and then i can't really bring up that you were kind of not on my side and and like i said people that don't vote they think all things are evidence that they shouldn't vote like so yes you, so no matter what happens they were going to pull the eye sh- this is why i don't vote and so when a democrat wins they go this this i, this is why I don't vote because democrats aren't perfect when they when they lose they go this is why i don't vote because democrats if they would have been perfect they would have got all the votes and they would have won and and they never say well maybe me not voting is part of the reason shit to stay fuck up shit stays fucked up because i'm not a part of this process you know what i mean Mm -hmm. meanwhile republicans just you know they stomach people like trump so they can get what they got today which is the roe v wade eventually overturned you know what i mean like the evangelicals know this dude's all kinds of things and they were like yeah yeah that's fine i can do what i want to do the goal is to get enough of us in office and enough positions of power that we get to have everything we want and we don't give a fuck if the guy is on the up and up or not we just know when we get the numbers we get to do anything anything so eve says i think the color i think colorism does play a little into why secret white women are successful it makes 
it kind of makes me think of how rosa parks was pushing to the spotlight even though she wasn't the first to refuse a seat to a white person claudette coven was a young dark-skinned single mother but she wasn't marketable enough one of the reasons rosa was chosen was because of her lighter skin this is not to denigrate any of rosa parks accomplishments but i can't help but think that colorism for sure plays a factor in how some of these secret white women get away with it that and black people in general are the most accepting group of people we welcome almost anyone in the blackness who claims it except sean king i'm still looking at that dude sideways well tell rihanna she gave him an award so he's been accepted into a lot of black spaces matter of fact uh, a lot of these motherfuckers that don't like him now are people that work with him so he was definitely accepted into those spaces for for a time yes now that being said i, I just want to be clear i'm not saying colorism has zero to do with anything i'm just saying people are turning it into it's just colorism i.e that's why these women can't do this and, and i think that's that the simple. shallowest yeah, most ridiculous thing to that. say if you're not gonna look at the whole picture then shut the fuck up you know what i mean like it, it's, it's literally the like that part of it plays a very small factor because the it's like like i said solving for that it's like if you looked at it like an equation how many secret white women even could have the option of being a different shade of white of black they have to be light-skinned yes so so it's not even like we got some other thing to compare it to to be like well yeah now see if they were dark-skinned they would get out it right away because we don't do that for dark-skinned women like there's not an option you either light-skinned or you white you don't get <laughs> you don't get to these people don't get to infiltrate the crew that way mm-hmm. you know um now if it was um if it was um the now like we could maybe have a thing where there are some african people who come to america and pretend to be american black without any level of uh um you know like like i'm just american black and i'm going to pretend i was i was born in chicago or some shit then then i would imagine it would be hard to find them too you know what i'm saying like we wouldn't even look to know if that nigga was lying because because like so that's why i say i don't know if it's even a colorism thing because if they were just dark-skinned we wouldn't even question the shit nope most of a lot of these motherfuckers only getting out it because they so light-skinned yes people suspect matter of fact some of my light-skinned brothers and sisters right now getting looked at sideways and i i've heard them talking about like yo this is kind of fucked up because when people like this infiltrate now it's like i have to fucking have my blackness question constantly right right, which is something a lot of them had to struggle with most of their lives anyway yeah but but absolutely eve i thought i said it many many times during their conversation but colorism plays a part in everything because white supremacy plays a part of everything Mm -hmm. but i just think some of these discussions deserve a little bit more uh analysis than just colorism you know what i'm saying like even in the terms of what that rosa parks thing was claudette coven being a single mother was also a big part of it because you're talking about a religious movement yes the black uh civil rights movement was very much a religious movement steeped in respectability which was revolutionary at the time okay wearing them suits and getting beat up by the police was revolutionary it was all a tactic but the point being like it wasn't as simple as claudette is dark skin the end go get rosa parks in there you know it was it was because they thought rosa parks was the respectable one she had done all this work so they could be like she's a good upstanding colored lady i can't believe they did it to her whereas you know like all things with white people they were going to dismiss it either way 
but the white but black people thought they'd be more dismissive of look at this poor single mother she ain't you know she ain't well, well who gives a fuck if she's on the bus blah 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 sit your, sit your ass in the back who you think you are mm-hmm. a lot of them would have been like uh you and them granddaddy back in the back with uh rosa paws got arrested mm-hmm. you were big and bad then when it was time to actually action to go down you went to the back of the bus yeah it's all wrong mm-hmm. don't get me wrong it's all fucked up uh why are the fake black activists so successful colorism or lack of shame and humility karen lack of shame and humility 85 percent of the audience went with lack of shame and humility 15 percent think it's just colorism pete just says they appeal to the worst in people as far as the random thought about donald duncan yes i do it uh uh donald ducking yes i do it i just say i'm doing the poo as in winnie the poo just ass all out laugh my ass off i hear you peaches uh fun with mike kaplan was the next episode we had three comments uh k can says this whole this was a whole therapy session thank you j fool says no tbgwt guest talks more than mike kaplan he's the master going on hella tangents but wrapping everything up neatly with a bow i'm always in awe like damn i thought he forgot what he was talking about that mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how he does it it's like his mind just be like one two three four five six thirty nine like and he fucking remembers too yeah oops i mean that but yeah he does and uh it is masterful and sometimes i get nervous i'm like is he gonna forget what he said and i'm writing down notes and i want to say things and then he always is able to get back there and Mm -hmm. i'm really appreciative appreciative of it when i interrupt him and he still finds a way to get back to his point he remembers yeah classic r&b lover says hello rod and karen i'm loving the guests you're getting on the show each person brings something unique that showcases their personalities and abilities while highlighting what makes your show and your interviewing style so great my mike kaplan is a perfect example of this he is one of your guests that always leaves me feeling that it's a shame and a real critique of the industry that so few people know who these guys are i hope to i hope to hear mike on the show again he was amazing oh yeah oh yeah He'll open door mm-hmm. um just amazing dude so funny mm-hmm. we love mike so thoughtful and uh i like that he's not always on when he's on the show yes and we can just talk about shit that's not necessarily like pop culture and fun Mm -hmm. stuff it's just it's just talking about life stuff um do you find it difficult to forgive yes or no karen no i don't either 26 percent of the audience said no but 74 percent said yes and i do think i'm on to something here with us not being allowed to hold grudges or say i don't forgive you when we were kids and then when we become adults it's like i have the power i have the power and we go i will not forgive you because i can finally like be free to 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 have this yeah that 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 i'm grown shit means a lot to niggas like Mm -hmm. oh i'm grown i don't have to deal with your bullshit no i don't have to forgive you and i refuse but for me the uh just because of my personality i have a heavy, very happy and bubbly personality so for me I, I i couldn't be as happy and jovial as i was if i held grudges like like it, it would eat my soul like for me personally i i i personally got to let shit go because at the end of the day if you think about it it's not that important and i've seen what happened to old people hold these grudges you're 50 60 70 a lot of times you talk to these old people they don't even remember what the fuck they mad about all they knew was they was mad go ahead all i know like i said before all i know is they just mad and also for me i i've always looked at it like this i am not perfect i have fucked up i will continue to fuck up 
somebody somewhere had to have grace and mercy for me somebody had to forgive me be it i fucked up as a child even if i didn't know right from wrong somebody somewhere down the line had to do that for me and so for me i feel like since it was bestowed upon me i i don't mind bestowing that upon other people and i'm able to navigate i can personally navigate it a little life a little bit better than a lot of people to hold grudges because the thing is at the end of the day the shit you mad about depending on what it is it ain't really that important um and a lot of times people hold grudges on shit that they just take personally sometimes you got to let that shit go you don't weigh down and you know what i realize when, when, when you feel like this you don't weigh down and the person that you're mad about is living their best life they don't give a fuck about you mad they don't care about you being tortured <laughs> they don't care anything about that you know and a lot of times people big and bad but a lot of times they don't even confront these people and let them know how they feel they don't want to have the conversations or anything like that you know some people do you know but the average person they don't they just hold on to this internally and just let it eat them up and sometimes the person don't even know they did something to offend you or make you upset a lot of times if you just talk to the people you realize what they didn't feel the set way you felt or it was a misinterpretation all types of stuff they may have been having a bad day you just never know and so for me because i know that i've been forgiven i don't mind forgiving other people yeah it reminds me of one of my favorite uh lines off of um earth gangs uh song avenue and it was like uh uh yeah your value is in your honor but your worth comes from deceit that nigga that you hating on probably got something he could teach your corny ass while you sitting in the corner grinding teeth and that like that's what i think about was like sometimes you just miss out on shit because you holding that grudge yeah and also um something i realized too um people look at forgiveness as a character flaw and a weakness and i think that plays a big role to i don't i don't want to look flawed i don't want to look weak i don't want to look less than because Mm -hmm. if i forgive you that means all of a sudden i'm less than a man or a woman or whatever this is and it's and 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 to me it's the complete opposite because it takes a strong person to actually extend the forgiveness and we and people mock folks that get taken advantage of yes so there's always that too to be like well if i say no to everything i can never say someone took advantage of me so i if someone makes a mistake i immediately get rid of them if someone does something i immediately hold that grudge forever no you know regardless and i'm not saying there's never valid reasons for this there's there's valid reasons for everything mm-hmm. there's all kinds of different situations that vary but i do i do think there's a power in holding the grudge and that's why you see people hold grudge against like strangers and celebrities and shit and yeah, cancel culture isn't real but yet i'm also never gonna listen to this album or i'm never or i didn't never even ate at that store or whatever like there's this weird type of we think we're controlling things by saying how much we won't you know forgive and and my thing is being hurt is a part of life (laughs) and 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 that's the reality of it and the thing is being hurt is not fun and and it's not a joyous thing to go through and so a lot of people feel like well i've been hurt i'm never going to be hurt again that's not that's not true that's a false statement either because you may not be hurt in this area but you're going to be hurt somewhere else along the line in something else you're gonna be living with hurt right 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 And, and not to mention just in general uh we share so much now that i think a lot of us are scared you know oh um you see me in every picture with this person on facebook you know that we're you know we we're lovers we're best friends or whatever 
okay that relationship dissolves or somehow right uh, they cheated on me they did something okay well you know what we got over it, and now i'm telling you all this shit they cheated on me they ain't shit they're a terrible person somehow we've been talking we go to counseling or something we figure it out we're back together well if i do that you're gonna have a lot of people like you stupid motherfucker i watched you talk about him cheating on you and now you're together i watched you talk about her uh slapping your mama and now y'all back together and and you know you now this is all happening in public all the time to everyone i think back when we had a little more privacy right you know that shit happened behind the scenes because it's a lot of people that don't tell their business you know a lot of people see people you know together 30 40 50 years they're like how y'all stay together so long a lot of them depend on the couple ain't gonna tell you all the shit that happened in their marriage and i guarantee you at some period of time there was some form of forgiveness that happened in a relationship that's just with you with you with somebody long enough somebody gonna and it don't got to be cheating or infidelity anything like that but somebody Mm -hmm. somewhere aligned is going to fuck up like that's just human nature yeah and my thing is just i don't know how people who get by on grace don't have any for anyone else but i think what happens is and this is a projection or whatever but i think a lot of people don't have any grace for themselves no they don't and what's what you're seeing is they there are people who are unreasonably hard or maybe they're dealing with mental health stuff that makes it so they can't forgive themselves for stuff and then they extrapolate that to the whole rest of the world like y'all should all be held to the standard i have my for myself in which i say i ain't shit in which i say i must be perfect because the only people of value are people who never fuck up it's like then you in denial because everyone fucks up right and um you also uh you can't forgive other people because you can't forgive yourself Amon says, looking back at a lot of situations, I realize I haven't really forgiven people. It's more like I've just let go and let the hurt drop. With therapy, I've learned to forgive and ask for forgiveness. Like with my parents, they were great parents, but there were still things that hurt me emotionally. But as a baby boomer, black parents go, they were pretty progressive. My siblings and I also discussed having a talk to reintroduce ourselves to one another since we've all been working on ourselves emotionally. Depending on how it's worded and expressed, there's something brave about asking for forgiveness and forgiving i agree man yes I, and the thing is all our narratives really do say that but maybe we feel like it's rebellion to be like nah you know what i'm saying yeah and and sometimes it's something internal within us that just holds on to it it's something internal within us that just does not want to re- uh let that uh quote-unquote power go but like i said before it's an illusion of power because you're not doing anything but 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 uh choking your insides with that hurt Brooklyn Shubay says, I said no, but I really should have said yes because it does take a lot of work for me to get to a point of forgiveness. Well, I mean, I got, you got to stop voting in my polls and then leaving comments. Show, this just completely invalidate my polls. Okay. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to count this as still keeping my poll correct because I'm forgiving you. So, Duh, you know, that, 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 that brings it back. Yeah, that's gonna bring it, that should balance it out. I'm forgiving you for messing up my poll, but just know that y'all can take your time. These polls are, I mean, until, uh, until Saturday when we do the feedback show, you have plenty of time to leave a comment and, yeah. and think about it. Yeah, and also, I think a lot of people, when they hear forgiveness they think it's something that you have to do immediately and that's not that's a false statement yeah, too that's, yeah like absolutely. you know it's been times where things that happened to me and it took years to get over that shit but once i did because it's an internal struggle it's an internal looking inside it's an internal searching it's an internal you know every time i you know you think you got over it something else springs it back up like it's fresh 
you know it's yeah but then i would say that is having more of a difficult time Mm -hmm. uh to forgive i don't think everyone is the same like no it's not i would actually say that would go in the category of i'd find it difficult to forgive if i take years to fucking forgive you um but every violation is different every mistake is different so you know it just depends i think just in general compared to compared to what i've seen i i just feel like i forgive easier yeah 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 it's been it's been a few exceptions to that but most of the time i'm like Psh, i don't care I just <coughs> even, even when life. i stop fucking with somebody i really don't hold the 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 grudge Mm-mm. as much as i'm just like well this person's a shady motherfucker but I, okay so then boundaries and i'm boundaries. moving on like i'm not gonna hunt them down i'm not stalking them i don't have any Mm-mm. you know i'm not trying real. to yeah every time they do something guys guys this person is not cool like no i'm Mm-mm. moving the fuck on um but yeah brooklyn shoe bay says uh it's hard work to let go of that anger or rancor or feeling of revenge that consumes you when someone does you wrong i always believe that forgiveness is for yourself the other person needs to know uh i guess doesn't need to know i don't know yeah they don't need to know yeah lakita says i think for me it really depends on how forgivable the offense is crash my car i'll be pissed until i top myself down and remember that at least everyone's okay hopefully you rape and murder my nine-year-old daughter i do not foresee my forgiveness in your future yeah absolutely i don't think that's uh anything's wrong with that like we just were talking about the nature of the infraction definitely dictates all of this and even if someone can get to a point where they can forgive forgive somebody that kind of thing probably took that person years right to like i don't know what the fuck happened for them you know and religion is one of those things i don't really do okay i don't really do it but a lot of times that's what people find their peace is in religion and they're able to do these herculean type things where they're like okay i forgave this horrible thing and 99 percent of the time it's because of religion eve says it really depends on depends on the offense i honestly find it easier to forgive people who have hurt me than i am to forgive someone who has hurt someone i care about yep i feel you on that one too uh and lastly bedroom of blood was the last episode of the week uh we had three comments it was our recap of lovecraft country mm-hmm. logan said uh iman says happy birthday rod thank you for working on your birthday you gave us a gift blessing to you karen and all the best to y'all iman thank you thank you uh brooklyn shoe babe happy belated birthday rod although you're celebrating it in the future i love your recaps i listen to them even when i don't or can't watch the shows but be having me fully invested in shows i never actually seen thank you for that ev says i love this episode jamie chung did the damn thing this was probably one of my oh and thank you brooklyn shoe babe for the birthday wish this is probably one of my favorite episodes because i'm a huge fan of korean movies and drama i wonder what would happen what would happen if jiha jia comes to america to see tick i would love to see jia pull a squeak from color purple tick who this woman uh oh, well shit she already seen lady in them visions yeah uh on a side note comfort women were not prostitutes yes their purpose was to provide sexual service for the japanese soldiers who occupied korea at the time but most of these women were underage girls as young as 12 who were taken from their family and made to have sex for up to 50 and sometimes more soldiers a day they were placed in rooms while a line of soldiers waited outside the door for a turn if they refused either their families were threatened or they were murdered okay all right did not know that um but i would just say that i think the term comfort women was an all-inclusive type term and within the frame of the story they were telling 
when she said does he think i'm a comfort woman that was clearly a sex worker that was not them saying here is a 12 year old girl coming on the base for tick for them to have sex with so i think comfort woman is a term that means more than one thing in the, some of these situations because i have um you know what i'm saying like I, i've seen it used uh for for more than just uh like sex slaves in the way that you described it um not saying that that's not true or that's not the definition just saying that in this book in this show no, yeah. she literally asked does he think i'm a comfort woman and that's clearly not them going hey look we uh, absconded with this 12 year old girl we're gonna keep in a room to yeah so i don't think that's what this was um all right the poll was should tick tell letty about gia being a kumiho uh yes she needs to know or no it's his business karen yes 80 percent of the audience says she needs to know because it's going to be a problem to which i say wow really Mm-mm-mm. you see what happens sexually between two consenting monsters Mm-mm. is they business Mm-mm. okay and it's a damn shame Mm-mm. that y'all would sex shame this man because he didn't ask letty what? how many monsters has she slept with okay he didn't say you out here been getting spider tentacled all uh, no he didn't say that okay he didn't even he was surprised to know she was a virgin because he didn't ask her to disclose that information he just respected her privacy as a human being y'all sound sad to me I guess y'all, before y'all have sex, y'all just sit people down. Well, you ain't had sex with no Camijo, nine-tailed foxes, have you? No, huh? most people don't expect it that to have happened. Wow. And you would feel betrayed if you found out years later that your husband slept with a nine-tailed fox. That's what you're telling me, Karen? <laughs> is that what, is that really what you want to know? Exactly. You want me to keep it to myself, don't you? Well, I'm with the nose. No is his business 20%. I'm with y'all. Yes, because I, the reason why I say yes is because some shit gonna happen. They gonna be, she gonna show up out of nowhere. Well, he, well, uh, she already know about her anyway, quote unquote, that, that, uh, uh, she was a fling in his past. Like, she knows she is. Yeah, exists. but I said, does he have to tell her it was a tentacle monster and he slept with her? Yeah, I, I think so. I disagree. I disagree. If you ain't got no STD from it, then I don't know why you have to tell their business. All the magical shit we just been through, and all all this shit, and then turn around and uh, you, you y'all trying to decipher shit, and he knows that she knew something. It's very. I think this is very important mm. information. It would be interesting if the genders were reversed. It'd be very interesting in this poll. I would still say yes. Sure, you would. Mm-hmm. I know what this about. Same reason people was like. I just don't see it for Tick no more. He killed that woman in cold blood. How could he? And then tried to sleep with her friend. I'm like, and she killed 99 people. Ate they souls. Okay. The mediums are still there. So I, I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. I'm just saying, they both monsters. Melissa says, thank y'all so much for doing a review of this show. Y'all commentary is so excellent. I'm like listening to an audio book. I haven't watched but one episode yet, but I know I'll, I'll know what's going on when I do watch them. Yes, I think Tick should tell Letty, listen, after she saw his snake penis, she'll be okay knowing his first encounter has spider tentacles. Again, thank y'all so much. Oh, that's right, because she didn't, no, none of them shit, right? Because George didn't allow them to share what they had seen. That's right. Mm-hmm uh lakita says i don't know if tick realizes it but letty will bust the windows out of his car breaking her trust doesn't feel like a good idea he don't want this his best bet is to tell her everything and let her decide if she wants to move forward oh god what is wrong with women i've never seen women so 
possessive of a man's sexuality is that your call this is this is really bad this is really bad for you bad look for y'all ladies oh my god Malty says, I agree he, with He came in there with them fenty with them fenty pants on. No wonder why she wanted to give him all the business. It's just sad to see, you know, jealous, possessive people. He didn't care that she slept with ninety nine people and killed them. He was cool with that. Okay. Uh, does he even know? Uh was she, was she supposed to tell him? She was working up to it. And he didn't care. Okay. Oh, cause he ran. Mm-hmm. He didn't care that she was killing niggas though. I'm just saying. She he didn't care she was gonna kill him. <laughs> i agree with lakita malty says that tick needs to maintain the bond of trust with letty they need to remain a strong team to battle the evil foes that are facing and trust is indispensable well is she gonna trust him if he tells her this now how y'all know she won't freak the fuck out and be like no i don't i don't fuck with you no more she had that choice but y'all talking about they need to be a team to beat the bad guys they ain't gonna be a team if she kick them out the house okay he is staying in her house making dick payments okay it's the only way he can stay there rent free y'all the nigga ain't got no job he ain't been back to army for three months i'm surprised that he ain't a wild ain't could ain't gonna be showing up to get his ass okay something got to happen he can't be in there jeopardizing his place to stay talking about yeah i used to fuck with this spider chick the spider tentacle woman also i agree so much with melissa i haven't and don't plan on watching a single episode and i really look forward to every wednesday so i can find out what happened on the show your recast is so much fun as always thank you monty thank you thank you everyone those are the comments on our website let's get into the um voicemails we got a couple um on our voicemail line hi rod and karen i'm andrea from colorado and i just wanted to call and tell you what a great job you're doing with last week on kissing the girl Yay. i just finished listening to the solo karen and you were awesome and i'm really appreciating you both um you're keeping bianca's legacy alive Aww. and i also wanted to say i have fallen in love with the black guy who kissed i'm so glad that rod was on a while back and so was karen um, I think before the world went crazy, I don't know, fuck time, like I can't keep track anymore. But um, anyway, uh, I realized after I started listening to you guys that I used to listen to your Walking Dead recap. Oh. Oh, wait, what happened? Mm-hmm. Did the voice of Paul to freeze? Uh, let me see if I can make that play again. Um oh is that the, it might have been the end i don't know let me see hi rod and karen can i fast forward I'm your land and i'm sarcastic land on ig oh okay and you're focused on personal oh, development i started listening to you guys but i used to listen to your walking dead recap back when i hadn't given up on the show yet that was ah. I, think, I think i gave up after carl was gonna die or mm-hmm. something something I suppose for the completion, Gene, I'll have to go back and do it someday. But right now, the last <laughs> thing I want to do is watch a bunch of goddamn zombies, for sure. But anyway, <laughs> I love your, your book quotes and your focus on personal development and approaching things from, you know, a place inside yourself and not just directing everything outward. And I, I just, I love your whole vibe. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, Andrea Land, and I'm Sarcastic Land on IG if you ever want to uh, check me out. And I do have a totally lame podcast that I started when George Floyd uh, was murdered um, that I named Call Me Karen, but it's 
C-A-E-R-Y-N, and I'm doing it to lure in other middle-aged white ladies and maybe blow their stupid minds open a little bit. (laughs) So it's not a diss on Karens. It's more like uh, trying to be the anti-Karen. So anyway, I just love you guys, and keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep listening, and um, I really appreciate it. She got cut off in two minutes, but... Yeah, thank you know one. Thanks Thank for listening. You. Thank you for listening to uh, us on last week on Keith and the Girl. It's which, been fun. Yeah, Karen did her first uh, hosting solo hosting show with him and Keith last week. This uh, week is my turn mm-hmm. uh, to comment on the episodes, and we're gonna switch off every week. Um, and you can get a free month of Keith and the Girls VIP by going to ktg dot com slash VIP and then put it in code tbgwt and you get a month free so if you a listener of ours you're like i want to hear rod and karen talk to keith and hemda if you're a crossover listener you can go do that mm-hmm. um and uh yeah man i thought i thought it was pretty cool um too and uh we appreciate you coming over and listening man that's the whole point yes thank you sweetie all right uh next what and your podcast sounds cool i had to check it out that's mm-hmm. listen we need people doing the work okay come on gather your own whites all right i'm not one of these people that's anti-white people going to do some of this race work it's we all need, hands on deck we need these white people to come get their their their, their whites and be like hey hey get, get your get your get your shit together get all yeah. your shit together like this I, ain't right i fuck with jane elliott because it's some work Me too it's some work i ain't got to do sam white out or whatever mm-hmm. go hey i'm be sad when that woman passes go do your thing homie okay they'll listen to you that's a mm-hmm. that's that's me that's me that's me in the back hey they'll listen to you you go get your mm-hmm. people i'm about to work on this podcast over yeah, here and mind my business come on <laughs> next voicemail is from uh monica i believe hi rod and karen this is monica from new york city um at monty cast on twitter and i'm monty in the comments on the website now mm-hmm. sorry i'm not 75 years old but i don't know how to do social media so i have <laughs> sorry me monica i love you um first of all happy belated birthday rod oh thank you um glad to hear that you are taking it in stride and just saving it up for saving up the big celebration for next year or just for another time uh, it's a very very sound idea and I think we should all just uh, accept that and, and, you know, just party big when we can. Anyway, uh, it's been a super great week of episodes. I just wanted to tell you uh, I really loved all the episodes. Um, I really loved the episode with Spike Kaplan, and it was actually so deep um, and thought-provoking that I had to stop in the middle, which doesn't happen to me that often because it was like, a lot for my brain to process <laughs> so it was really really good i liked it a lot um but i really wanted to tell you how much i'm enjoying the lovecraft country recap definitely not watching it definitely not reading the book <laughs> it still seems too scary to me you guys seem it is to scary. be like yeah it's not that bad sounds very scary but um this episode I'm, that took I'm place staying. in korea um this particular recap was so amazing because it was just its own whole story it really felt like a radio show and i was like Uh, super um just like involved and you really 
like painted the picture so well. It was such a great, great story. So congrats Aww. to you on your amazing recaps for every show that you've like kind of made me watch, like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Anyway, <laughs> I think I'm going to get cut off. I love you guys. Bye. Aww. You too, Monica. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Man, that was this is yeah, that's what I know so who nice. You are. Thank you. Um, and that's Monty that's been leaving comments. So now, mm-hmm. now I can put it all together. Um, all right. So we did get some emails, and we got a lot of them. Now I don't think they're all long or anything, okay. but we did People get a lot. Just had a lot to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Scott is a guy who sent um some beats in to the podcast. Okay for our um for our uh segments our, you know we want to do segments and we want to have uh you know music to play between the segments and stuff mm-hmm. and so um uh they, they had sent, he had sent some in and he wrote this email to say uh hello rod and karen i was on live in the chat when you played my music on the show and i appreciated the kind words i produce music just about every day so if you ever need an intro jingle clip etc hit me up i got you fam my music is on all streaming platforms if you listen to it and you want to beat like any of the ones you hear let me know i recommend my latest album called every day thank you and uh psycho music and music is m-u-z-i-k is uh the name so um oh thank you babe if you're listening go check them out yeah so if you're looking for uh like oh who's this artist you can go on spotify type in psycho music and uh it's all right there so um and then the album the 2020 album is called every day uh and and literally track monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday (laughs) sunday those are the the name of the tracks i'm here for it and yeah you know because we i might switch to using this even for our beats for um when we announce the people that give donations Mm -hmm. we need like a four or five minute just kind of loop of a beat that we can put in the background Mm -hmm. uh because like i said i want to move away from using these like one it gives our listeners a a chance to shine with their own talent come on also move away from using these other people's music yep uh america's dick is the title of this email from uh juanita um yeah pronounced like juanita with a q hey i did it hey Hey. uh juanita says hey guys i've been listening for a while and i really appreciate how your commentary on various topics make me think and at times makes me consider things from a different angle as others have said i find myself talking back and often agreeing in one such moment from the rant on how people didn't take voting seriously i've been trying to work on myself and how i interact with people i'm often passionate and it can be abrasive at times but there's no interest intended harm but the rage i felt after the grief and fear after i heard about rbg's death was overwhelming it took all i had not to go scorch earth on people including these apathetic voters who are saying still going so y'all riding for biden and cop mala huh shut the fuck up that scares me that scares me and people need to reconsider it is that uh any inroads biden made with republicans who were sick of trump may evaporate because this scotus seat is in play that's a good point this is the end game and don't be surprised if some fall in line also i think christina was william as well i thought christina was william as well that show has been great and the commentary on white society is very timely anywho karen you and rod are not alone me and the spousal unit are riding things out in our bubble of two as well the challenge is him not going off on people who seem to us like to stand too close to him people are just in some irresponsible bs and i can't and i can't in the pandemic yes 
that is a thing like you be like nigga the they literally taped down they they taped the flow don't stand between the lines like 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 like, just just stand on the tape how difficult can that be like i really be going out of my fucking way to be like come on come on i'll even back up and my my thing is i don't want the conversation because technically scientifically that is more unsafe than than anything else so i don't and if the motherfucker don't care about themselves they definitely don't care about me so i'm just like if you know if a motherfucker was acting super pressed or something like that hey you can go in front of me i i just want to live you got it you got it did did you want to go ahead and jump go ahead right take care and keep up the good work yours Juanita. thank you thank you that was fine Mm uh let's see oh so we got new beats um to play let me see if i can uh where did i save these damn beats oh lord jesus don't tell me i learned because i saved them to save me some time and now i'm realizing wherever i saved them did you uh, did you did you put them in a folder because you know sometimes uh every sometimes you're not careful they have like that default folder that's over there called xyzqprx and you be like the fuck no i didn't yeah, mean to, I, to save it in this random ass file computer i think i called it something like segment music segments okay now what folder is this in because that is a hell of a question is it not random audio okay so i was in that folder okay all right well all right uh anyway random audio <laughs> but i say you might want to move it somewhere you can remember i mean it's it's saying it's in there but then when i go in the folder i don't see it oh shit let's see if i type segments again will it show up there it is it's right there oh because it's under show clips and there you have it y'all i'm stupid uh <laughs> so um <laughs> felt five sent in some some new beats uh for us um so we played some of the beats from um last week uh i don't know if y'all remember all of them but um you know there was uh the guest the race uh beat right um and then there's the guest the race at the piano this was my favorite um and so uh fucking with them black people we had that's him that's, like, yeah that's like psycho music, music. Yes. Okay. but you said felt five. Oh no 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 i haven't played felt fives yet okay oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to confuse anybody i'm getting to felt fives music right i wanted to play the music we already have okay so this you is, didn't explain this is from psycho music my bad these yes are, yeah I th- so i played these last week and i attributed credit to the right people last week mm-hmm. so this is uh like i said psycho music yeah okay so you replant it yes. yeah i wanted to give them a refresher just in case uh, psycho yeah. music also made this lgbtq intro music Our listeners are so fucking talented, man. It's Ain't crazy. They I'm telling y'all, we got we got millionaires listeners out there. Use your talent. 
like i'm probably gonna end up cycling through these mm-hmm. so okay so that was um that was psycho music okay. right okay so then felt five chimed in and you know felt five is a beast he made uh list mac and good I, I i that's my theme song right list mac and good is uh one of the all-time bops okay it's one of those songs that uh i literally that's my jam you can't get it out your head yeah you honestly i'm not even gonna lie you honestly can't get it out your head once you hear it whenever we do an episode of Lit smacking good it's honestly in my brain for a like right because you have I'm to talking like a week or so because i have to edit the show yes and <laughs> and <laughs> after i edit the show it's just you know if your lips ain't smacking it ain't good like yeah and i thought about it, i was like if i if i ever start my own cooking show like live cooking show that's gonna be at the beginning <laughs> yeah like i a matter of fact let me play a little bit of the that that theme song for y'all so you can hear it because it's, it's honestly uh ridiculous that that's my jam right there yes this man is fucking talented you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying um so um you know i was like okay so we need some music for the segments you know can you do that and just put it out to the audience and we just put it we put out the call yeah right he's like i got you um so the first one he sent in is um so i had to go with short versions because um the first ones was kind of long mm-hmm um and then he chopped it down now i'm gonna play the long version so y'all can hear him too right so the first one is fucking with black people Oh, 
Like honestly, this this feels like four people standing in front of a um barbershop. Like Yes, a quartet. <laughs> like like so that was the long version of uh fucking with black people and then I think this is the short version. fucking monster man both of those are These really so talented I'm try- y'all we got some talented ass. i keep y'all you know what y'all made me so proud like y'all just don't know i'm like damn my motherfucking fans out here but that's not all Karen. he also sent us one for black capitalism and this shit is a whole bop he had tagged me to this okay. us to this on instagram mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i hear y'all talking once again, this is the long version, then I'm gonna play the short one. Okay. Only thing I'm listening to is that paper. Every day we get into that paper. Woo! I hear the money talk, I see you later. Yeah. Every day we get into that paper. Woo! I hear the money talk, I see you later. Cause that's the part he tagged me to on the um, Instagram, right? And that motherfucking drop came in there every day. We oh, oh shit, <laughs> running around the house and shit. So then, like I said, that's like a, a minute and thirty seconds. I can't play that every time. I'm sure, but then he sent me like a shorter version. Shout out to Will Smith. I hear y'all talking, but the only thing I'm listening to is that paper. <laughs> every day we get into that paper. I hear the money talk, I see you later. Uh, every day we get into that paper. I hear the money talk, I see you later. Don't think I forgot Harry Tubbs supposed to be on the $20 bill. Uh, 
so just fucking amazing okay mm-hmm. but that's not all we have other more we also have more people who listen to the show that make music um and want to get in on this uh chuck spears Bro, uh, I know you said you were looking for new jingles, so figured I'd lay something down. I just, I just realized I forgot to read Felt's email. That's on me. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I forgot you sent a whole ass email with words and things. <laughs> um, that, uh. And thank you, baby. Yeah. Uh. Thank you to everybody sending music. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's, it's, um, where did I put that email? I mean, I know it wasn't the point, but, uh damn it that's on me felt what i can't find you this know you can type his name i did that uh hold on oh it might be in it might still be in that photo hold on yeah yeah you might have put everything in there just so you knew it was all together yeah, yeah. i moved some stuff to work and then there's like another thing where he had sent us like a uh, oh yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah okay i did have it he said hello i've been listening to the show for many years love you guys y'all are awesome submitted a couple ideas for your music intros one's for fucking black people others for capitalism hope you guys enjoy it. thank you for all you do please feel free to roast it if these ideas are bad either way it's an honor nigga please bad <laughs> no uh they're if, not if bad. this is what you call bad my, my god what's excellent so back to back to chuck who says uh, i know y'all are looking for new jingles so i figured i'd lay something down don't think i said anything since mayor the vote back in the whole oh yeah i remember that that was mm-hmm. nice too in the hopeful days of 2016 primary anyway i still rather hear you and karen sing those tunes but i veered way off that path for my little submission hope y'all like it keep up uh keep on making them power moves towards greater success happy for y'all and this is fucking with black people 25 I love it um especially because it has the numbers in there um and uh i I like the rap little the intermission was sound angry microaggression like i feel fucked with you know what i'm saying listen fuck with too i can identify with this as a person that's also been fucked with uh so yeah i I can see we're gonna be playing uh we're gonna have a smooth rotation ain't we yeah we're gonna have we're gonna seem like you're gonna have a lot of these um like let me move let's see next email this is from leslie hi rod and karen i'm a registered voter in florida i received this text from florida rights restoration coalition this will help pay fines of those looking to restore their voting rights please pass this along to those who can benefit from this program i also found a link florida rrc.com thank you uh both for what you're doing so uh okay so i guess it's uh oh it's it's to help people get registered people that have fines in florida that cannot pay them uh mm-hmm. who have uh been incarcerated or not mm-hmm. they have the right to vote but they can't pay the fine and they can't vote uh-huh. so lebron james um uh what's my man bloomberg uh they're paying off fines mm-hmm. but i guess this is another way- resource where you can personally go to help yeah. pay off people's fines so they'll be able to vote and y'all know what voting matters because uh the uh 
people in florida are mad like mm-hmm. they are mad and like wanting to sue and shit that they're paying these people and by fuck. people you mean the republican politicians yes the republican politicians the are like people. no 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 republican politicians are hot and they're like nope and they literally are fighting them over this shit mm-hmm. and you're like the fuck you put it there so we're trying to pay it off and then you're mad we're paying it off because the purpose was just to keep them in debt and so that we lose the votes yeah miss martikin says hey rod and karen i'm writing in to chime in on the topic uh proper terms for adoptees i didn't take it to be pro- purposely problematic and that i knew what you meant i just i was just waiting for nicole richie is sheila e's niece biologically to come into the conversation because i find these things fascinating i didn't even know that mm-hmm. when i talk about my mama who raised me i don't ever use real when people find out i'm adopted and asked if i've ever looked up my quote-unquote real parents i always wonder if they think my mother is imaginary is she a hologram like jim showtime synergy um <laughs> for my birth or biological parents since i don't know them and it's illegal for me to know them this is the only way i can describe them since they aren't an aunt or neighbor or anyone i know but this is really for brooklyn shoe because her comment made me feel seen and heard because anytime i've said something about being adopted i get responses like well you lucky you were adopted and i feel shut down and i'm not uber woke because i laughed about five minutes just about the name of this episode probably america's dick um <laughs> i heard all the theories from karen's third eye and i thought they were all entertaining uh i be judging people on social media and not for not masking and not social distancing anyway carry on you're doing good work keep shaming keep judging and keep learning mimi thank you yes thank you and 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 the thing is uh for people that uh are have like their birth parents it's hard for people to understand adoption and because the way quote unquote adoption has been presented in this country people look at at adoption as a bad thing like oh my gosh they didn't want you oh my gosh what's wrong with you like 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 they've Mm kind of presented to most people in that manner so that's why you get all those wild and weird questions and because not trying funny it's a different life i'm just gonna keep that real you don't have a quote unquote mom and dad you don't have the regular structure of 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 what people consider a quote-unquote normal foundation and so that's why you get them ignorant ass stupid questions and shit like that because when it comes to it varies per person adoption varies per person you know because like as far as i'm concerned my aunt raised me but that's my mama like my aunt is my real ass mama yes i have a real mama who passed but my aunt is my mama because that's the person who invested the time into me so as far as i'm concerned that's my my mama my my real mama however you want to i think also like you get to talk in the terms that make you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. for your situation and you know we have a lot of listeners and maybe the terms make them feel uncomfortable or they feel like it should be said a different way or something um the other thing is like the big joke about white people news is we don't fucking know so there was all us finding out on the air together at the same time like wait that's not wait who's what now so you know maybe that led to some confusion me personally i feel like you know if you know better you try to do better i never purposely get on this microphone Mm-mm. and try to hurt anyone's feelings nope, so that's the purpose. um i didn't really seem to get guidance on what the correct term that won't offend anybody was because i think even in the email it was like well if you have to say it then i guess biological but even that's bad i'm like well what what do you want to like because i don't want like i do understand this is a definition in the world it is a denotation that may or may not make a difference in like say a situation like that black child 
who they had a picture hugging the police and crying and then later the white parents that had uh adopted those children drove off a fucking cliff and killed those kids mm-hmm. i like i don't want to be like i don't uh bi- non-biological uh like you know it's, i'm just gonna that's their adopted children like um because i think that does matter in that story and as a term but i also am not trying to be like and fuck you if you got a problem with that so i it's like balancing that energy hopefully people listen they know we have good hearts yeah. they know we're trying our best and if we get the guidance on something better to say i will i used to say the word i used to say handicap to refer to people here because i thought that that's what i grew up with that's what they told me was the proper term mm-hmm. and at some point the goddess around that changed to disabled so i wrote right. in they said you should use disabled instead and even in my mind i was like that seems like a worse type of thing is that how's that not offensive is someone gonna write in next week like why the fuck are you calling me disabled i'm not disabled you you know and it turned out no this is the current guidance this is what people are referring to now this is the uh you know going forward let's use this language so you know i i i wish we had the what is the best term for people right because it, it because almost, i would rather have i would perfect i would i would no have no problem using that but it did sound like whatever referring to that situation in any term was going to be some level of uh uh problematic to people yeah because it's no set term because it almost varies per person because you have people that are adopted they don't care which word which word you use like like to them it's not a quote-unquote distinction but for some people it is and so you know like i say if it was something go okay this is the standard but there's quote-unquote no standard to it if that makes sense and that's where the difficulty comes in yeah and it's not a matter like i'm not offended i don't Mm -hmm. want anybody think our feelings are hurt or anything it is literally a matter of i i like i would like to know what would make the least amount of people upset so i definitely am not gonna i would try not to say real because you know obviously i can see why that would hurt somebody's feelings and it's not my situation so i'll try to say biological non-biological or something like that if it comes up and it's germane to the topic but you know the goal is always to do a show that makes people feel like you know we're not just out here being like man fuck what you just said okay uh <laughs> we say blah 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 you know i'll I've, I've try to do the show that would make people feel like okay cool they you know some of these terms is just it's sticky and and also i my personal belief is all these shits have a time limit like this shit is cool until eventually people realize uh people still mean bad things when they say that shit too so mm-hmm. you know then you'll have because like, it's really the sentiment behind it that bothers me but i've always yes. been like that like you can call me a some you know you say i don't jump on people that say like something that might be racially insensitive if it's not purposeful like there's a letter there's a level of like oh you just didn't know no don't say that you should say this and then there's man fuck you i'm gonna call you colored you know what i mean and, and those feel differently to me so i try yes, not to be do. i try not to be the latter anyway uh psycho music gave us two more beats okay beats are coming all over the place all over the beats and so we have two versions of reading rainbow trapped out this is the hook no verse Remix <laughs> with the cuss words. Oh, 
okay give me some soul vocal samples Yes, to not getting sued. And here's the uh, other version with the verse in it. better me too I'm rolling up to the library about to pull a drive-by on all these mark-ass busters. Ah! This is absolutely what I'm going to be listening to, Psycho Music. Come on. Okay. I cannot wait to pull out my motherfucking bookmark on these marks and let them know ah! they some mark-ass busters. Yes, in the Dewey Decimal System. Uh, Mary writes in, Halsey, I'm behind and jumping around your shows, but on the effing with black people segment with Halsey wearing box braids, she has always said she's black legitimately not fake dollars out black folks just weren't listening that's what i thought man but i don't be knowing you know mm-hmm. me i don't be keeping up with these little kids and their music i am caring to the bullshit and make life go so much smoother i clear it does because <laughs> you're like fuck it stefan writes in song submission love the show y'all hope y'all dig my submission for the cookout segment we are getting look it's like y'all don't even y'all i know y'all aren't organizing behind the scenes but y'all aren't even really overlapping that much it's mm-hmm. mostly just like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that so here's a cookout song from uh stefan hey
Okay, nigga, get off the table. Okay, you've been set. <laughs> That's passing that motherfucking yes, crown oil. We set them niggas a Boston not too long ago. Get on up out of here, young boy. Mm-hmm. Well, hand me that shit, boy. Don't be coming in here. You don't know how to play no spades. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's a lot of Stacey Adams. It's a lot of <laughs> sandals with uh, socks on. It's a lot of shorts right below your knees, but they ashy. <laughs> It's a lot of sweating over the barbecue, but that shit still flames. Nobody cares. This was giving me a cousin that comes late, but leaves with several plates early. Come uh, on. Vibes, okay. Uh, this was giving my uh, giving me who made this potato salad vibes, okay. Come on. We, we, we stand. Uh, FWM is uh, his name, um, and then he has a um bandcamp page uh pov ep by divine interface uh stefan ringer is uh how you can find it uh in a digital album for ten dollars this shit is you niggas are so oh, talented. fucking talented thank you Do y'all understand i i all right let me go to the next one. Oh my god white people out there throw some money at them oh my god you motherfuckers y'all been listening this whole time Come on, the whole ass time, my nigga. Listen to us talk. We should have been asked for this shit. <laughs> all right? Damn. I was holding out on myself. Um, all right. Time, this is like when we ask for people to draw, like, you know, art work for the show. It's like, we'll pay for it or whatever. And, you know, people are sending in shit. It's like, what the? Y'all just been listening? Just been listening. All right. Tanya says, hi, Rod. Here I go again with the unsolicited book gifts. LOL. Eugene Buller is the first black fighter pilot, a boxer, an incredibly brave soldier, nightclub owner in France in the 20s, and spy against the Nazis during World War II. A true hero whose story deserves to be known more widely. Really hope you enjoy it. Of course, if you're not interested, you can convert the value into an Amazon gift certificate that you can use for anything. Also, keep an eye out for a small gift coming in the mail. All the best to you and Karen. Tanya W42. And the book is All Blood Runs Red, The Legendary Life of Eugene Bullard, Boxer, Pilot, Soldier, Spy by Phil Keith and Tom Clavin. And, of course, I accept that gift. Thank you. Come on through. She be on it. Come on through. Uh, James writes in, holding grudges. Your Mike Kaplan pod has given me insight. Please forgive me for holding a grudge against you for the sugar grits and Arby's belittlement. You are a wonderful human being who has the understanding to slander what needs to be slandered. I am a terrible person. I dreamed of sending you a pumpkin spice Trojan horse house, a large container of sugar grits lined with Arby's wrappers, longing to have you <laughs> looking like Brad Pitt in seven. Uh, what's in the box? I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me, your folk up from up north. Peace, Rod and Karen. Blessings and love to you both. Thank you. Thanks, James. And uh, you know what? I forgive you as well okay um and thanks for not wasting those grits because to me that would have just been trash you sent me to throw in the trash when you could have the trash right there in your own house you could throw the trash save everybody some time john writes in happy birthday rod just wanted to chime in from southern california that while i admit the orange skies have been cool to look at for about two weeks going outside was like total recall when their mask broke outside the protective dome causing their eyes to bulge out of their heads seriously it hurt to breathe especially for any of us with sensitive lungs and this was after a week of 100 plus degree days peaking at 115 115 my nigga there are places on in america that have 115 degrees and Donald Trump is like it'll get cool you'll see the science doesn't know 
what are y'all cooking uh, y'all like fucking just nigga cook you're people. cooking I'm you're like, cooking. just cook the people if you what go to the car you're cooking you're well, baking well you might as well go outside let me just go ahead and throw some old base season on me and flip my ass over for two days with ash falling from the skies it's finally getting better but it was really like hell on earth for a stretch made worse by knowing that the leader of the federal government didn't even care Mm-mm. yeah that nigga tried to count the covid stats and say well if you take out the blue states i said this motherfucker right here i don't know how you know what redacted yesterday's long discussion <laughs> i ain't trying to have a motherfucking show up in my house yesterday long discussion about voting was so great it had so much good stuff and the truth of the matter is that po- politicians respond to the people that press them regularly not the ones who only vote or don't every four years and then show up to complain without doing the work i've seen firsthand over the past three plus years that calling your reps attending your town halls doing office visits to share your concerns with them works not e- not every time of course but they can be moved and influenced if you put in some effort mm-hmm. right and in order for that to happen like you said you have to have already be putting someone that wants and covets your influence donald trump doesn't covet the black vote so there's never going to be anything black people can actually do that we want him to do that he'll really have to listen to he can always be like i don't want to do that shit you knew i was racist when you voted for me you knew i was racist when you didn't vote for me you knew you i was racist when you voted for the other person so fuck you uh which is why it drives me batty when people say all politicians sucks and both sides are the same etc because the people doing that are almost never doing anything to actually influence the people that they can influence right elected officials respond to votes and feedback slash participation if you don't do more than just vote and complain then you're not gonna they're not gonna listen to you it's really not complicated and anyone can do it with just a little effort anyways thanks for that great discussion yeah you know the other thing too um those same people will big up like alexandria ocasio cortez or mm-hmm. ayana presley or you know some of these younger politicians that more represent their views and my thing is how do you think they got in office right they got on the ground they campaigned they ran and they won you see what i'm saying like that's so when you want to see the green new deal who's going to be the people authoring it who's going to be people pushing it now you telling me you don't want that for the rest of the country you don't want the there to be a mandate on your opinion this is when you decide i'm not voting anymore this is when you when you get on the precipice of maybe we can change the entire culture of this country you go what will really change it is if we let republicans win and do whatever they want that's not that makes no sense nope love the the craft beer episode and just wanted to add that you might want to give tropical ipas a try they usually feature fruits like guava passion fruit grapefruit and pineapple which helps cut the bitterness a bit they aren't usually kool-aid sweet but they are definitely a little easier on the bitter taste buds than many ipas p.s i just wanted to say that i always love when the show goes off into alt karen world you know the universe where karen loves edamame and kfc and <laughs> all the history and facts go right out the window <laughs> it always cracks me up yeah sometimes in the car i mean obviously y'all can't hear this on the podcast mm-hmm. but sometimes in the car i just call karen on her shit and i'm like yeah let's just get some uh arby's and it's always like no i don't want arby's I'm like you fucking lied to the people on the show you told people you love arby's and it's good and <laughs> i don't mind arby's let me try to take your bougie ass to this arby's and then all of a sudden it's, it's every excuse in the goddamn book y'all okay let, i remember i ordered at a mommy one time at, at a restaurant I was like go ahead do your thing she ain't eat none of that shit y'all she be lying to y'all and i'm the only person on the earth that knows because i live here and i know the truth <laughs> anyways as always thanks for all the great laughs 
they had these have been some really tough times so they are much appreciated love you both cheers john thanks john thank you uh this is from jaleef oh man i so i did read this email but the video you sent is 50 minutes it's about how sars cov2 is transmitted according to researchers at colorado border i i'm not trying to be dismissive or anything it's it's there's no fucking long. way yes, i can do that long, like but i appreciate you sending the information mm-hmm. uh along um when he says happy belated birthday rod i wanted to tweet you this video yesterday on your birthday but it didn't seem appropriate after the news broke about beyond the taylor so here's the video i hope you enjoy if you haven't already seen it anyway i hope you have a great day uh and the efforts of these women who are truly doing the lord's work uh yeah it's um these uh oh wait i can just show y'all <laughs> mm-hmm. uh if you watch uh <clears throat> jamel and carrie's uh show uh stick to sports which is excellent on uh, vice news i believe they covered this awesome. but uh yes. i go after dirty cops do you know who elects the da we do but you don't want to vote can't make it rain if you locked up on some bullshit want trades and coding taught in our schools then vote for the school wars that will prepare us for the job market want to end cash bail well then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do but you talking about oh they gonna pick who they gonna pitch shawty ferguson just elected their first black mayor you know how that happened it's clear black lives don't matter to some of our current elected officials if they matter to you then don't let other people decide who's gonna run your community get your booty to the pole get your booty to the pole get your booty to the pole get get, get your vote 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 stretch for information on how and where to vote as well as resources to find out who's running where you live go to get your booty to the pole.com the fact that this isn't showing up in my facebook algorithm of um political ads is pissing me off okay i am 100 percent here for this because as far as those women are concerned this shit Im- impacts them too like mm-hmm. you know they can come around and pass all these fucked up laws so that you wouldn't be able to enjoy them doing their work and of course i had already seen it but don't don't worry about that i can watch it a million times uh here's the other thing i would say too um i do wish they had went with a different slogan other than get your booty to the pole but maybe mine are more inappropriate you know like eat the vote no, uh sit can't. the vote on my face no no that, you know that, what i'm saying i guarantee you some of these ideas came up but they, they okay all right all right well disagree then. um uh amon right said hey rod and karen love craft country hope y'all are doing well staying safe this week was definitely trying to steal my joy and i almost let it but i turned on your podcast and that helped a bit there's still things to smile about karen you are on it this episode you made me laugh so much rod all your music suggestions had me rolling i really like this episode i was hoping they would incorporate some korean folklore into the show and as an avid korea drama watching korean drama watcher and i wasn't disappointed the way they had her nine tails coming out was so crazy i was bothered by the tentacle nature of the tails but that may just be past trauma from college when the classmates showed me tentacle porn and i was not okay my poor you virgin was not eyes. ready yeah i had a friend that showed me i remember my first hentai you know it's what a sweet innocent time when those type of things yeah. made me go oh my god what's yeah. so crazy and you know what i guess i'm just desensitized because for most people i was like oh 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 then i was like okay this is what we're doing like i said because after a while you're like it's kind of quote-unquote normal to see things like that when you're used to seeing that come out of people's bodies in mm-hmm. hentai so you're like okay but for a lot of people this may have been their first time being introduced to anything like that that's why a lot of people are like the hell is this 
i don't understand well what's what's funny to me is that it's kind of reverse hentai and it's not truly hentai because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, you know it but but i but it did give me them vibes they look yes. like tentacles not tails yes i don't understand why so many people were upset mad hated tick this episode he's a soldier in the war he looked so robotic in that scene when he shot gia's friend and the fact uh and the fact that he didn't even recognize her from that moment when he saw her again in the hospital and not saying what he did was right but she was a communist and we all know where that led it kind of reminded me of that scene in barry where he got upset that they were talking about killers in his acting class i think you stated you watched that show so i'm not going to explain it yeah I, i saw that scene it was amazing uh it made me feel really sympathetic towards tick because i think a lot of soldiers put their humanity aside so they can survive yes yeah and also on the show this metaphysical and shit i we don't know what they may write in some he was possessed or there was some type of allegory where a monster took him over i don't know you know like maybe it wasn't really him who who fucking knows because you know scary shit they could they can make up whatever they want to make up but that being said even if it was him i like the complexity of not having a totally black and white good versus bad i think shows often come up short and cowardly when they do stuff like it was slave times but this hero this white man was just extra special he didn't believe in no slavery he freed several slaves he was so woke he said all women deserve to vote he also like it then i'm like then what the fuck is this show well i said it in 1850 when i know for a fact slavery was winning there's no way this nigga stopped and helped every slave he fought passed. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. But they always do that with those shows. Like they used to do that with um what was my show, True y'all? Blood. Sleepy Hollow. Oh. Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow was a show like that where the dude went back in time, it could buy a crane or mm-hmm. whatever, and when he was back in time, he was the one nigga not down with nothing. Like <laughs> these ladies deserve the rights, okay? And I as a white man object to all of this. I'm like where my niggas and also what are you doing to the unhand that black person unhand them i say i'm like this could not they would kill this person in history this person is just a dead person in history Mm -hmm. that white man was crazy i'm glad i got my musket out he was out here (laughs) shot him dead letting slaves go that's my property but i you know anyway sleepy hollow was my shit until season three uh what's the season two whenever they decide to give to say they weren't gonna put nicole bihari and uh that nigga in the same relationship that was crazy remember y'all remember that anybody watch that show they brought that fucking dusty ass i shouldn't say that that's mean they brought his love interest in and it was that white woman i was like what the fuck did i just watch i know i watched two seasons these niggas longingly looking in each other's eyes because they supposed to be together and them directors came out and did an interview like they never gonna get together i was like the well fuck then you, fuck your show right okay? that's when the ratings dropped because we was like the fuck am i watching this for then don't don't play me they the two sexiest people in the room this don't make right. no sense y'all too like you that's the thing it's hollywood i'm accustomed to the finest people on the show trying to fuck that's just what happens okay you're not gonna play me out there Mm-mm-mm. god that pissed me off so bad wow I guess I, it is hard to forgive y'all. Uh, <laughs> I love the part where Gia was singing a song and went off on her mom. I was frightened for a second she might kill her. Earlier in the episode, I was wondering if they got a bad translation from her mom saying bring men home, but very quickly you understand that it was completely correct. I like the end that her mom accepts the original Gia is gone, but I was confused as to how that's going to work out. What if she accidentally takes a man's soul like she almost did with Tick? I mean, 
you would have to go through a lot of steps for that accident to happen i'll say that i'm also wondering if gia is going to come to america or they're going to korea to get aid from her or was this just a one-off show the show takes backstory with magical things oh this is not the end of her we at some period of time even if it's not this season maybe into next this is not the end of her i really like this episode episode five is still my favorite but all the episodes have been so good i'm so excited to see the next episode because i love hippolyta i'm wondering if ruby is going to uh show us uh white as show up as white ruby and tick and letty will recognize her as the lady from arden i'm excited love y'all am i Ooh, that's a good call i don't know yeah because uh ruby don't know but they know who that woman is they was like bitch ain't you dead uh adam writes in hi rod and karen i'm going to try to keep this as short as possible because lord knows i have papers to write i'm reaching out because your shoulders shows this week included so many cool connections to me for me that i wanted to share first off the professor whose work and podcast appearance you spoke about earlier in the week leah wright rigor is a professor at brandeis uh university where i went for undergrad and am now pursuing a master's in public policy by the way i also enjoyed the ezra klein show and loved that conversation they had i was so glad you spoke about it because i definitely thought of you too when i heard her speak about the non-monolithic nature of black political thought specifically in terms of black men i'm not sure if it'll if i'll get to take a class with professor rigor but she is obviously brilliant and i've always enjoyed seeing her work whenever i've gotten the chance now this is where it gets kind of fun he's probably never mentioned it but mike kaplan is also an alumni of brandeis university besides being a fan of comedy the reason i know this is because he and i were in the same what same acapella group in our time there oh, what not acapella i think mike, mike out here singing i think mike graduated around two well mike does sing Ah. yeah yeah mike does he has like musical comedy and shit too uh it's pretty good it's funny i think mike graduated around 2000 and i'm class of 2015 so we never met or interacted but it's definitely a fun fact i share with other comedy nerds oh so y'all have acapella groups that go in perpetuity i want like a like a fraternity or sorority so like oh yeah i joined wow i didn't know that was a thing i wonder if black schools got that uh all of the connections this week made me think about how um uh small the world is and how far your influence can reach you two are definitely an inspiration to me because i know the great influence you had on my thinking and it encourages me to try to be a light to others as well and your conversations about blackness and politics in general influence my decisions to even pursue a degree in policy and do the work of making this country a better place for black folks to live wow wow that, that's amazing adam i'm mm-hmm. glad we could uh have that effect on anyone that is wow right. appreciate you i love you both and thank you for your wonderful shows this past week p.s the one other time brandeis has made an appearance on the blackout test was during a balls deep episode a couple of years ago because our now former basketball coach was out here telling players to go back to africa oh yeah i remember that not sure if you remember uh nigga it's hard to forget <laughs> but <laughs> but it was definitely a low point thanks for turning it around this week that's adam yeah that was uh, thank you baby but he was a way out of pocket mm-hmm. i think he got recorded surreptitiously too that's how we knew uh brandon says what's up rod and karen first of all thanks for so much for your years of quality content i was so glad when you two decided to do a recap of this show because sometimes i was confused as fuck man you ain't the only one 
on the latest episode i think karen mentioned how it could be difficult sometimes watching the show with subtitles because you either lose the action or the words and that uh was me part way through the beginning of the episode you guys also called this a departure episode and mentioned how the watchmen and also did one and pulled out put it off great does it seem like every series has at least one filler episode to me sort of like the fly episode of breaking at any point thank you both for such great content anyway um so i would not call this a filler episode Mm-mm. that would be the one Mm-mm. distinction i'll make yeah because I, I think i call filler episodes we just doing something and it's not moving storyline it's right. not moving plot it's no character development yeah. we just put this in here as a quote-unquote placeholder like mm-hmm. it's in between that and this now what you brought up was the fly from breaking bad which i have there's a different term that they normally call those i call those bottleneck episodes is a term in the industry mm-hmm. and what it started from was uh budgets so you budget for certain episodes if you go over budget you need to come up with an idea where you don't spend a lot of money to do uh an episode but you keep the moving the show along right mm-hmm. um if you're a fan of 80s and 90s sitcoms these episodes are often the ones where they were stuck in an elevator yes yeah, so stuck in one room and they would do the like remember the time you know yes you're like oh karen you locked us in the elevator again what the hell mm-hmm. and then teen titans does this a lot as a running joke yeah and then mm-hmm. uh karen would be like well it's not as bad as that time you forgot the salad for it and it's like because you've already done these scenes right yeah and they just show you a a scene they already filmed and so it's basically an excuse to not spend any money that week so that then next week they can do the big finale or whatever Mm -hmm. um and with dramatic tv they do it a lot of times when you see these single locations uh the episode with the fly for breaking bad you know that's mostly them looking in there for that fucking fly breaking things apart being confused and shit like that so uh that's what i call those episodes um and there's a lot of good ones out there but i i would say the fly is probably the number one for most people yeah because Um, with this one we did get character development like mm -hmm. like there's something that actually happened and even in bottleneck episodes you can still get some form of if they do it right you can still get some form of character development depending on how it's presented right so i don't know what my favorite i would really have to think about that question so i i don't i don't have one off the top of my head for my favorite but bottleneck is probably the best or one of the best uh keeping my sanity this is from uh stamara i believe hi rod and karen i want to thank you so very very much for helping me keep my sanity through these past months at home and health as a health home health care worker i had written to you back in march when the pandemic initially started and it was a lot um as healthcare workers we have had to navigate the information our managers are telling us to do our jobs and research our own information i listen to your podcast every day on the job and it kept me laughing and prevented me from getting fired from going in on some people who still believe that psychopathic cheetos puff is the best thing for america which is crazy as they complain about the inconvenience of the pandemic right he directly impacted your fucking job as for the verses this is just my opinion as a caribbean person the best one was beanie man versus bounty killer uh that I've seen a lot of people talking about that one that verse is offered the opportunity to show a highlight the influence of jamaican culture and the talent of artists artists out of the that country especially since the pandemic affected a lot of caribbean countries because most of them rely on tourism as the economy and COVID had a significant impact for example for example countries like barbados reported 40 percent unemployment right now because most people work in the tourism sector of the island that versus was lit the police came by interrupted temporarily which sparked a lot of jokes every caribbean person globally tuned in there was reggae and dance hall royalty in the verses from berez hamilton buju shaggy and sean paul and even prime minister of jamaica and riri was there 
i got my life that night eating jerk chicken and roti and was bap 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 and bag bap, bagging the tables uh hoping my neighbors didn't call the cops <laughs> <laughs> I, I was getting my caribbean license as american citizen it is such a pain to travel to the caribbean right now uh like a 14-day mandatory quarantine so how much can you enjoy your vacation thank you and karen for all you do and enough blessings to you p.s i'm loving your recap of lovecraft country better than the show itself thank you thank you and yeah that particular one like I said, I don't really watch them but what i loved about that one was the gifts that were going up and down my timeline of uh, them niggas like dancing and shit like i i get my life more to like the aftermath of just how creative niggas be mm-hmm. and for me that's half the fun watching watching people cut like facial uh expressions and shit like that i enjoyed that but that one was my timeline was really full my timeline full with all of them but that one right there yeah people was getting their lives to that particular one yeah um ben right saying hey Ryder karen first off many thanks for putting a smile on my face every time i hit play the wisdom and insight warms my heart and i find myself uh cracking up multiple times per episode i'm listening to episode 2184 black cosplay and the whack coronavirus song of the day was a really shitty french rap i speak and teach french so trust me the lyrics were crap but i need (laughs) but i need to find that song i want to find it and translate some of the lyrics just so i can rest assured that it is indeed trash it's silly i know i searched for coronavirus by anna nasi or anna nace but i wasn't able to find anything little help warmly ben uh so it was a n n a space n a s s e but i also copied and pasted the link and just emailed you back so you got it julie says uh all up in that allegorical ass hey (laughs) (laughs) roddy first of all mr morrow happy birthday no belated needed because the rona has fixed it so we can celebrate these trips around the sun as long as we want to thank you for these weekly adventures into the allegory and mystery of that country we shall call lovecraft i don't know about anybody else but it is the highlight of my week first to sit with my own thoughts about it then to hear you and karen get in that ass tentacular tentacularly speaking <laughs> and speaking of mysteries some random thoughts inspired by y'all one is pumpkin spice also preserving as melanin i'm just saying right you ain't looking no different on these birthdays well i'm glad you noticed okay i have been using uh some pumpkin spice uh soap and you got butter and all kinds of stuff yeah i I mean i keep butter body butter lotions all that stuff i do try to keep moisturized with the spice uh pumpkin spice beard oil um also uh, which smells so good y'all okay mm-hmm. it smell I, I smell like a treat up in this bitch <laughs> if anything i'm just mad That's why i'll be all up in your face i'm just mad the pandemic uh took that away from y'all y'all deserve to be able to to get these 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 uh fragrances um two what does montrose do for a living how's he paying rent buying yet another copy of the monte copy of count of monte cristo <laughs> yeah he like tommy nigga you ain't got no job every time i see you on you on the floor drinking an endless amount of alcohol and fly see-through shirts three is tick really just awol after his experience in korea then coming back to racist ass america we sure would understand if him glancing around at the bus station was just him escaping 
uh for a dude really will risk it all for sex huh confirming your point about if he would have got some before he voluntarily enlisted he would have never gone because how after you've been tailed or tentacled do you ever think that'll happen again right i have to re-explore his sex scenes with letty again for his facial expression you know for research purposes to see if he was tentacle so to speak (laughs) him and them mediums Mm I do wonder how you not worried that another nigga pop tentacles. That would scar me for life. Come on. Or like, oh, you got some tentacles. Or or maybe it's like a lot of sex. The first time you freaked out, but the next time you're like, so what's up with them tentacles? Come on. And then the next one was like, what? Nigga, tentacles? That's not a thing. It's like, what? You ain't got no tails? Uh, happy birthday again. And thank you both for bang, bring, uh, bringing us so much joy for all you do. Peace and love, Julie. Thank you. Thank you. Last one and this is uh 2184 reading rainbow thoughts and other ish been meaning to put in an email uh and this is from katrina hello my faves karen and rod i hope you are both safe and well thank you for your enjoy for the enjoyment you bring to my life and the lives of so many others i always punk out of writing to you guys because i can never keep things short too many thoughts too many feelings but here i am i enjoyed monday's reading rainbow segment howard bryant's full dissidence quote made me think of a part of tony morrison's jazz that i literally read an hour before turning on the podcast the narrator recalled something her father told her about white people and all the kinds of white people there are two kinds he says the ones that feel sorry for you and the ones that don't and both amount to the same thing nowhere in between is respect uh to me this goes back to something you say rod all the time about how white people who who literally don't even consider us are worse than the ones who actively hate us because to receive no consideration at all means you are of no consequence matter that uh matter that does not matter we have no value to their lives unless it's to feed them in some way yeah so the brian quote about white people's reaction to 2016 gamble on trump made me think of the above yeah absolutely man i you know sometimes people think i'm bailing people out with that but i'm like nah it's worse to never consider someone than to hate them because in hate there's at least a consideration and i'm not saying these are good choices and Mm -mm. obviously there's a bunch of white people that you know uh give a fuck and do care about shit Mm -hmm. you know they're just not the majority correct um but it's just you know in in if i of those two choices when something racist happens so many times it's just that they never even fucking thought about us nope, you know didn't even consider it and that's privilege and not sharing that by the way because i'm a i'm a man i'm american i'm you know i'm a bunch of things and i've had times where i've looked back on my life and been like i just never considered anyone when i thought of this i did not i, I did not have the experience or the wherewithal or whatever to truly conceptualize this moment and be like oh wait this is what this person may be going through mm-hmm. instead i just was like this is how i feel about the shit fuck them they ain't in the room and then i look back later i'm like that's fucking terrible <laughs> speaking of books rod i meant to thank you a while back for reading slash recommended out of the house of bondage years ago i read it for my own edification and became a linchpin in the idea for a piece i was writing back in 2017 for a book collection on surviving trump and brexit as black people the fire now anti-racist scholarship in the times of explicit racial violence everyone took a different route anyway glyph's book made me connect the reconstruction period with the idea of making or remaking the self which is what black people had to do coming out of one type of bondage only to be placed in a different kind glyph was highlighting the black women were constructing themselves uh, what it meant to be free black and female when the intersection of all three of those things had not been available to them wow it's like you knew i was gonna read this piece before we started the show today 
the piece i wrote be exactly who you are black feminism and volatile political realities started as me just feeling stateless an american citizen living in the uk who didn't get either of the outcomes she wanted i was trying to find among other black oh yeah i never thought about that people be like black people what y'all gonna do if trump wins you prepared to lead the country and i'm like damn what if you lead the country and then that country be like we racist too <laughs> racism is everywhere by the way they i noticed your black ass uh coming in i just want to let you know because i'm trying to tell you them banana peels they be tossing at them soccer players that's racist <laughs> shit too and that ain't here in our country i was trying to find among other among other black women who know me knew me knew better than me those who lived through the civil rights era a way to survive this time the backlash to another eight years in power i was less interested in protest and survival and more how to survive existentially as a black woman uh how did the black women before me make it through the through the bullshit how could i make or remake myself so that my entire life through the trump era didn't become about white people who they were what they did what they think what they might do again i was too self-conscious to write you back in 2018 and send you the pdf of the book but you should know all the ways in which y'all inspire all kinds of people it's attached now kindle app lets you open pdfs karen you two are an inspiration Mm -hmm. thank you so much for all the ways you feed my soul with your you-ness you they you've been speaking to my inner self a lot lately with your reading rainbow responses so shout out to you speaking of inspiring people in ways you don't know karen after your jamaica trip the way you talked about my homeland through your experience inspired me to create a fragrance profile that would evoke some of the things you love from there with my own childhood memories of jamaica it's a plum centrist blend topped off with notes of cane sugar i originally made it to put in the body butter i sent you a while back but when one of my friends tried the leftover she said i need to make it permanent so i did so now uh other women and men enjoy it as body butter and sulfate free body wash it exists all because of you karen oh thank you regarding these susan sarandon ass blacks these people who insist four more years of trump will spark insert rise french accent a la miserable revolution uh that's terrible terrible french accent (laughs) that will lead us to socialist promised land and are not only deluded but i failed logic 101 we are wounded and have been bleeding out for four years these ice cube woke tips think we keep bleeding for four more years and magically run a marathon right nigga what we need to stop bleeding before the bleeding before we treating the wound biden is the band-aid we're bleeding out like dorcas in jazz uh she could have been saved but chose to sleep until tomorrow tomorrow came and she was dead the right all to save that ashy ass married man girl dorcas what the hell these people Ah! (laughs) great book though y'all should check it out these people assume there will be something to fight for after four years if they are lucky enough to survive i'm not taking that chance with my life or the life of any of my family members still in the u.s my ass keeps voting for them just as i did in 2016 side note your lovecraft country reviews are everything when you guys sang the read the rainbow theme song on monday i thought of tick and gia's vision of him as a little boy reading books uh trying to escape his reality like a butterfly in the sky going twice as high okay i love you both have a great week be safe and be well katrina aka number one feeling thank you thank you i loved all the emails we got so many emails this week i told y'all was a lot i told y'all was a lot i don't know how long this episode is but uh, we're almost done now we got some things in the mail Mm yeah that's all on one whole thing okay all right so you can mail us stuff in the mail you go just uh go to the blackgaltus.com slash about mm-hmm. and on that about page is our mailing address if you want to send us things uh we appreciate them 
um and this one is from tabitha uh at i think it's apocalypse so um uh, which says uh yes yeah, apocalypse so okay karen you are our podcasting queen and i know you stand for queen b so why not marry the two together stay safe hugs and kisses rachel oh rachel yeah i know her yes i do um and she uh sent now i'm not sure what these are these are like styrofoam hearts Mm -hmm. um but uh this is a mask yeah and it's got beyonce on it i'll be wearing that oh man it's oh okay it's like be honey bee save the bees queen bee be happy oh look at this y'all and it's a mask that that does the um it goes around the head which will be good for karen because karen has a very tiny head apparently i do and, and all I, the masks leave a lot of slack so um they be like they be like crisscrossing around. i have to crisscross a lot around my ears yeah so this actually is better than the mask uh that she's been we've been getting for karen so far so because it'll fit so thank mm-hmm. you yes uh and then this is a card that says rod smiley face all right let me open this up um let me see what's in this card try not to tear this too bad you know how i do uh, oh, i tore it yep that's what i do but i didn't tear the card on the inside uh all right let's see it's got some trees here in the forest and it says uh happy birthday rod just want to take this opportunity uh as you begin your fresh new journey around the sun to reflect uh to you what an awesome human being you are awesome is underlined of course uh i so appreciate your insightfulness excellence sense of humor intelligence compassion empathy and how prolific you are in your work big love and all the blessings to you and karen and your families and all your dear dear ones may you all be happy safe healthy inspired and well may you flourish and thrive joyfully with much love and appreciation aaron oh thank you aaron thank you and then i believe she left a poem in here if you never did anything unwise how would you ever learn to forgive yourself without uncertainty in your life how could you ever learn to trust now i don't know if i'm reading this right aaron i'm reading this uh this way i don't know if i'm supposed to be like if you never did anything unwise how would you learn to forgive yourself so i don't know hopefully i'm reading it right yeah am i supposed to snap i don't know without uncertainty in your life how could you ever learn to trust if you could understand everything with your rational mind how would you ever enjoy magic and mystery of dancing with your intuition if your life were completely free from suffering how could you ever have the opportunity to stretch your awareness and learn that everything yes everything is really truly grace aaron melissa pillman thank you aaron this is so kind and nice and then there's more stuff attached to this i got another card to put up there with my my hundred other ones uh what do you love and appreciate tell them and then this is and this is from daniel ledisky it says and still this quote and still after all this time the sun never says to the earth you owe me look what happens with a love like that it lights the whole sky damn bars i know he got all the hoes damn <laughs> and then it's this card so i'm this is my card i'm assuming to now gift on to the next person for their birthday it's the gift that keeps on giving thank you all right we got this one in the box here 
it says okay space inspire uh happy birthday rod the smoked salt seems very simple oh wait let me look in so i guess i gotta see what the what's in here first to know what smoked salt is because i definitely ain't never heard of smoked salt so this let me try open this okay yeah, I don't know if a card or anything with it, but the person... It is a card. Okay. I'm going to read the card after I open it, because whatever they were referring to, smoked salt, I don't know what that is, and I'm assuming I got to open this to find out what smoked salt is. The most spices. Um, ooh. All of Smoked the salt. Oh, I could put this in my salt and pepper grinder. Hello? Mm-hmm. Cam Newton, hello? Hello. Uh, and then this is assorted flavor... What is this, candy? Man, I'm literally trying to open this like a child at Christmas. You could tell I ripped over all my play, uh, play, uh, presents when I was at Christmas. Oh, yeah. You didn't care how I'm, long. It, they'd be like, it took me three hours. You're like, nope, I'm just trying to get to what's in inside. I just cut the hell out of this bag. Okay? This will not be getting reused. Um, <laughs> so this is Jelly Bellies. Okay. Got some Jelly Belly candies. And we got some uh, pins for uh, space flight, like the kind of go on like NASA. Mm-hmm. i do have some pins around here i collected them we got a bunch so all right let me see now let me read the uh oh wait and then what's this is this a sticker i'm such a child oh yeah it's an airplane sticker okay hey um all right you know i'm gonna put that in my bio on instagram because they be fluing your bow out um be <laughs> the smoked salt seems very simple but i found it can add so much flavor to a dish you can definitely cook with it but i found it really shines as a finishing salt sprinkled on a salad or a dish just before serving please enjoy also i hope you like this repurposed postcard with art by dr cm proctor from her uh patreon she's really fascinating an analog astronaut geologist uh space chef space chef and explorer what the fuck is a space, space chef? chef uh is that I have no idea uh <laughs> uh let's see dr cm proctor uh everywhere uh if you're uh i can't read this word interested okay all the best uh, to you and karen tanya w42 i should have known it was her because it was educational and this is the back of the card, y'all. I don't know if y'all can see that. Mm-hmm. Look at that groovy ass shit right there. Yay! That'll make you want to do some, smoke some drugs. I don't know what does. All right. Last, oh, you're heavy. All right, last thing. Uh, Okay, let me open up the card first, okay, on this one. And uh says, thank you from She Speaks Bougie to Neil. Oh, okay, this is, uh, Karen was on this podcast. I don't think it's out yet but um it should be out soon um and uh this is uh the homie uh mudro um uh his wife does this podcast we've gone out to dinner with mudro before yes thank you man this is a classy regalia lifestyle look at this classy ass shit y'all y'all see this cursive Uh, i don't i don't know if y'all can see this i think my light might be there you go there you go yeah look at that cursive y'all oh fancy and with, with these long matches and shit like I'm supposed to be on a set of a 1940s movie. Yeah, Roger could be striking them. I don't know. I don't know how to strike no match. This is the kind of cigarette. This is the kind of this is the kind of match you like when um, a woman uh, is comes into your private eye office and pulls out a cigarette mm-hmm. and you just light it for her, like 
she just wait on she just pull out the cigarette and wait on you to light it and you're like oh let me light this shit uh she came in gams to the ceiling (laughs) it was a night unlike any other night um uh fill your home with beautiful unique scents okay so let me open this up because there's some more stuff down in here once again ripping everything as Mm -hmm. you guys can hear this is asmr now um oh okay no wonder it's heavy it's a big gold box look at this shit this is this is some bougie she she speak bougie that's what she said that's the name of the oh, podcast oh it's a candle mm-hmm. oh, okay oh oh this smell good what is this now see what's funny is you sent this for karen but <laughs> surprise nigga i'm the one that burned candles up in this house this shit is getting we, burnt by me we, happy birthday to your boy we okay? both enjoy the candles mm-hmm. i burn them way more often than karen it's not even close okay this is like her and edamame y'all <laughs> your boy burns candles up in this house candles and incense matt look it's two desks in here right mm-hmm. Get, which one got the candle at it it's me because i burns candles y'all yeah, i don't feel comfortable burning candles on my desk right she don't feel comfortable burning can but she loves no i'm accident but, prone i'm not trying to start a fire can, she loves candles as much as me though y'all i'm willing to burn the fucking house down <laughs> yes you I, are. I actually do love candles because yes, i don't you lie are. you like to keep burning we not here yes because i don't lie to the, my audience okay uh at any rate i don't um, like i've been buying candles and burning them too Mm-hmm. she buys candles and i burn them but okay. <laughs> i've been burning some too it's like we both burning them together yes i get credit mm-hmm so sad (laughs) all right child that's it this has been a long ass episode three hours tomorrow we have uh brandon and tati from medium popcorn coming through at 10 in the morning so it's gonna be an early show early uh eastern standard time so hopefully Mm -hmm. you guys come through and uh, hang out with us so until then i love you i love you too